Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Brent, I wrangled you into the studio again. It's episode number 59. Can you... No, I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 59. I think I got a little ahead of myself there on, on the accent, buddy. So, sorry, sorry about that. 59. 59 We've baby. already 59. started off on a rough foot to people that are exactly. new listeners. It's like, what did he say? What did he just say? He was talking so fast, man. Well, as we were talking before we hit the big red button here, man, sometimes my auctioneer license gets in front of the podcasting voice and... It just uh, it takes it for a turn. But, oh yeah, uh, here's here's a pull the curtain back right within the first few seconds exa- of the episode. Exactly. Yeah. Whenever Whitney is talking, I'm over here on this board, and it looks like I'm trying to type a copy of War and Peace. I'm like yeah. moving, sliding, doing things, pushing buttons. <laughs> you know, like wiping ba- wiping the sweat from my brow. Yeah, it's like a bouncing Christmas tree <laughs> with all the lights, isn't it? I, I know it is. I know it is. I can, I can see them go up and down from here. You know, I'm surprised we haven't stabbed each other doing these because we're so animated. I know. And we talk with our hands I know. at some point in time. We're going to fling a mic stand at one another accidentally. Accidentally. Completely accidentally. But I have to sit here on my side of the studio and sometimes hold my hands because otherwise they'll flail around and flip around and I knock the microphone stand over and everything like that. But all that being said, welcome to episode number 59. And if you're a new listener, guess what you could expect. Yeah, yeah. You get 58 more of these (laughs) before you catch up to this. But uh, September 2017, Brent, I cannot believe that it is just about October, man. We're... I don't even know where this where this year has gone, and uh, I, I had such high hopes for this year, Whitney. <laughs> Not oh, on, on yes, all fronts, yes, including no, including me. the arcade hobby front. Yes, yes, I did too, and and it and it feels like even though even though I, I go back and I look at the year, even though I've accomplished a lot. I don't know that I've accomplished everything that I set out to accomplish, even though I still accomplished a lot. Well, we've it, got you've heard this term, you know, scope creep. Oh, it's definitely been scope creep. You've no got doubt. you've got in your mind what you want to do, yeah. and all these new things to do come up, and you you don't get that, so, and then you don't feel accomplished. Yeah, even though you've done a ton of stuff, but you haven't done the stuff that you thought you wanted to you, do. You haven't done the stuff right. that you thought that you were going to set out to do. Exactly. Because I can remember last year at Christmas time when all the family was over at the house, and we were all you know we were down in the game room, and Brent, the game room was lit up and. Everybody was playing pinball. That's when it's worth it. it, it that's definitely when it's worth it. But I, I remember because I had a couple of my cousins say, man, Whitney, your machines are so clean and they, they just play like they're brand new. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're clean and they are kind of new. But thank you anyway. I will take the compliment. It's, it's much appreciated. <laughs> In it, your mind, you're like, no, there's something wrong with that. Yeah, this ain't right. Yeah, this no, isn't right. No, I would walk behind people and, and see stuff as they were playing. It's like, okay, I got to fix this. I got to tweak that, you know, and take care of this. And, and all that mental checklist che- I know a little, a little mental checklist but but here's the thing so when when Christmas was over and powered down the game room for the last time and uh, Jackie and I were looking around and she was saying oh I just love you know playing pinball over the holidays and everything and, and I was I was sitting there going through it and I'm like this is what makes it all worthwhile but over the next year I'm going to get x y and z accomplished and then good and luck then, and then it's like Good luck because yeah. because all I got was half of X. I got a pittance of Y, and Z is still Plan Z. You know, <laughs> it's still in Manila in the Manila envelope, man. So anyway, but you know what? First world problems. It's all good. So. Well, here's here's an awesome segue. Yeah, we're talking about the you know the life of an arcade pinball video game hobbyist, 
and how the scope creeps at times. So let's just oh, yeah. let's just roll right into our updates. Yeah, for the because month. because you know how you fight scope creep. You do updates. You do updates. That's how you fight. At least you can look back. Like I know we can look back at at our show notes and feel somewhat accomplished. Oh yeah, yeah. Simply because it's either it's either a list of of lauded accomplishments or a list of glaring omissions. (laughs) And I don't know. It it, it could go either way. What did I not get back to? Exactly. What did I not get back to? All right, updates, dude. What has been going on this month? Well, the big thing that I've kind of focused on hobby wise is the storage unit buyout and then just kind of processing through all of that fun stuff. Here's the current state, you know, you check prior episodes, go back a couple episodes, you'll get the full rundown on all the games and everything I picked up. So the short of the story, if you're new to the show is it was two storage units full of games, arcade or excuse me, we'll go with videos for, you know, generally, do you do the same thing, Whitney, when you say arcades, do you mean video games? I I do. I mean, video games. And, And sometimes when I say arcades, I feel like that's like too general and I need to like rein it in because Pinball machines were at an arcade, and video games were at an arcade. But anyway, I, it, I know we're I, splitting hairs, well, you know, but still. I, I've, I've seen people post, hey, I picked up X number of arcades, and then people turn right back around, ho, 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 well, how, how'd you get five arcades? Where are yeah. they at? Where You're are like, they the, at? Yeah, how, no. do you, how do you get a building in the back of a truck? Yeah, you know? like, I mean, like, five, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like an arcade is a place where video games and pinball machines are played. So, yes. Yes, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's like George Carlin now. We're getting into yes. the, the meaning oh, of words. Exactly, yeah. As funny as that man was, but yes. Yeah. Yep. All right. So here's the update on on the storage unit buyout. The Operation Wolf and the Gorf they have left the building. They found new homes, and they were actually bought by the the folks over at Rec Bar. So they will at some point in time work their way out on the floor in rotation. They were really happy to get a couple new pieces. So you know, and honestly, I was kind of happy to go ahead and get them out of the way so I can move on to something else. And off they went. Yeah. I still have the Phoenix. I mean, so let me ask you. So, so you sold those to Rec Bar. Yep. I, I mean, are are you happy with how all that turned out? Were they oh, happy yeah. with how oh, it turned yeah, out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, Operation Wolf was... Now, I never played that in the arcade. That came about... I was already out of the arcade. And then, you know, I remember peeking back in a little bit when you started getting into some of the fighters. So it seems like Operation Wolf and then some of the other kind of... When, when gun games, were, in my opinion, kind of took back off... When you got into like your Area 51s, you know, I'm thinking older gun games like your your electromechanical type gun games. Yeah, yeah. And there was a couple that transitioned early, early black and white video gun games. And, you know, you had, of course, you had Crossbow, which was kind of outstanding, if you if you know what I mean, from the rest of the crowd. Yeah. It was kind of yeah. out of phase. And then you get the gun games like Area 51 that led into Max Force and Police Trainer and, and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, what was I going with? Oh, oh, uh, I lost track. I've, so <laughs> welcome to episode one. Yeah. Of the oh podcast. my gosh. Yeah. So prior to that, you had a couple others that kind of crept in. If I'm got, if I've kind of got my loose timeline right and stuff like area, like, like, uh, uh operation wolf. Yeah. There, that, that's a good example. Yeah. And, and I never played that. I never played it back in the day, but I know that it has a following amongst that age group, uh-huh. that demographic. Yeah. People like it. So yeah, they'd been kind of looking for one for a while, and on the on the Gorf side, honestly, I'm not 100 percent sure they were they were pretty happy to get it. And when when I mentioned that I had it, and I think what's kind of going on there is is 
if I, if I were to a betting man, I yeah. would bet that they're looking to kind of beef up their classics is what they're doing. I got you. I'm, you know, I've always been curious and we'll get to gore for a little bit later in the show because I've got a little bit of a, a topic on, on that game myself, but I've always wondered how, well, I always wonder how that game earned back in the day, you know, just, just truly how popular was it? How good of an earner was it really for, for, for Bally? Well, I know someone that we could ask at least for here locally. Yeah, yeah well, Jimmy would be he, yeah, he'd he be would. a good one to ask, you know, but I don't know, man. After he butchered my food fight and butchered my burger time, <laughs> I don't know that I want to face that kind of music any longer, you know. I mean, two of my most beloved games, Burger Time and Food Fight, and yeah, he said, "Man, they couldn't even they, they couldn't even pay for the cardboard they were shipped in." And I was like, "Whoa, that's pretty crazy." Did not know that. So, um, all right, so I've still got the Phoenix. Yeah. And last time around, I mentioned my time guard, which was my time, <laughs> yeah. which was my vanguard that I, you know, kind of borrowed the cabinet for and put a time pilot board in. And I mean, I forgot how simple I, I, I converted it back to vanguard and I was kind of expecting a heavier lift. And if you look in the back of a Centuri cabinet, you can tell it's not built like an Atari. Yeah. The wiring harness isn't kind of there's just not much that there's not much detail there no you know no, it's no. kind of slapped in there it, honestly. it's slapped in there and it's stapled in at spots yeah. and stuff like that it, it doesn't no it's not like an, an atari or williams where yes where they yeah. used a lot of care yeah yes the so i was kind of expecting honestly to rerun all this stuff and i had forgotten they they had at least thought far enough ahead where the coin door was the same the harness was the same and the power, you know, the transformer and all that harness was the same. Yeah. And the only section of harness that I had to replace was basically what amounted to about a two, two and a half foot little bundle. Okay. So I unplugged the coin door. And then, of course, there was a little run that went up to the control panel and that was getting ch- changed out anyway. And then, you know, the little bit that kind of forked off that went into the power supply. And then Centuri always used screw terminal power supplies. It wasn't like an AR2 or something where they had a kind of a specialized type of a deal and yeah. specialized connectors yep. and, and all that kind of fun stuff. So it, it was one of those things where I'm like, okay. I did it. You yeah. know, it was done. I was, it's I was sitting like, for the long haul. It's kind of like anticlimactic, yeah, actually. It was. It's like, well, this thing is, I mean, it's almost like putting together, I don't know, Legos with bucket-sized Legos. Yeah, you know? it's exactly. Just, it's just kind of crude, but it works. Yeah. So the van, I put the Vanguard back together, and it's actually sitting right behind me, Whitney. Yeah. yeah. And I got it up for sale because the hole that it came out of, I'm going to put the time pilot that come out of the deal, yeah. the buyout, back in that hole yeah yeah gotcha, gotcha. okay yeah so uh, i'm working my way through the time pilot right now i went and recapped the power supply in it and i ended up blowing it up oh well it little, happens yeah just all i can say is you know before you turn it on make sure you resoldered everything <laughs> and well I, you know it, uh, all i can say is man we're working on 30 plus year old stuff and and anything can happen to any of us at, yeah. at any point so yep so yeah, got What I'm gonna ended up toasting the mauve, which is like a circuit protection type thing. Yeah. And what I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna put a regular switcher in it, and I'll just keep the the factory supply. It's really nothing special. Yeah. I may even have another one, and I haven't even looked at the circuit to be honest with you to even see what to order. I, yeah. I, if I wanted to fix it, I can fix it. One way or the other, I'm just gonna keep it, put it in the bottom of the cab. But yeah. I need to cap the monitor. 
I've got the the two control panels, the one that was on the van, the time guard, yeah. the conversion dealie that I had, and the one that was on the game. So I'm going to pick the better of the two. Neither of them have a Monroe stick. But if you look right there to your left, Whitney, there should be yeah. a new old stock Monroe stick. Isn't there like on the top of that control panel right there? No, no, no. Oh, Yep. Oh yeah, th- yeah. This one right here. Yeah. Yeah. It looks really. Yeah. It looks very. It's got good. a little scratch in the in the ball top, but I think I can work yeah, that out. That's all right. Some steel wool. You know, shine that shine shine that right back up. So you ought to, you ought to be good to go. Yep. So that's oh, gonna, that, that is a good looking stick. I'll say that. I mean, it's it's clean. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. That's gonna go in there. One, either that or the other one that's that used one that's that control panel. I just I I'll figure it out. And just a general cleanup, and then that is gonna go back in the lineup. So cool. Man, you just gotta love the Monroe stick, man. They they just <laughs> yeah, they got a different feel. They, they got to a them, different feel they? to them, and they're just awesome. So I mentioned the Vanguards for sale. I mentioned the the I still had the Phoenix, and I, you know I want to take this opportunity, Whitney, to maybe dip into the pool of controversy uh, about what the difference between when you list something on Facebook versus Craigslist. Oh, really? So yeah. Have, so have you experienced a, a difference like in the quality of replies and the people yes. that reply? Yes. Uh-huh. See, you see, see how I baited you on that? Yep. That's what, that's what all uh, good podcasters of which we are not do. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> there, I guess the, I guess the easy way to sum it up is there's something to be said for being anonymous yeah. versus having a picture and a name. Okay. Because on listings that I have for the various pieces that I've sold, and it's it's more noticeable working my way through this group of games because I've got several things for sale at once as I sell stuff out of my personal collection to okay. make room and all that yeah. and pieces that I'm not keeping and all that kind of fun stuff. On Facebook you'll get a lot of good luck with the sales. Hey, nice price, man. That's a great game. Yeah. You'll get tons of likes. Yeah, yeah. It's very, you get, it's a very positive, as positive as Facebook could be. It, it's true. It's a very positive experience. Uh-huh. When it comes to Craigslist, you're apt to get, and I've gotten this, a one line email that says, will you take, and it's a third or a quarter of your ask. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess we've probably even mentioned this on the show before. I guess if you throw enough of those out there, eventually somebody will bite and you'll you'll get something. Yeah, that's true. And, and all you've got is an anonymous email fi- fired off to the to the the Craigslist randomized email address. Yeah, exactly. and that's it. Yeah, and and you you'd have no idea who you're talking to on the other side. Absolutely none. 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 Do you, so have you ever listed? Well, have you listed recent? I know you've listed stuff on Craigslist. I'm sure you have. Oh, I have. Yeah, yeah. I, I have. Have you listed? You know things recently have you gotten responses like that no or? It, it, in in all in, if i think about it, in, in all of the the time that i've sold stuff sold items on on craigslist um uh, i've generally had a pretty positive experience mm-hmm. but um i haven't sold anything probably for the past couple of years on oh on, you on, have on yeah. craigslist so and, and you know something i don't even really peruse craigslist anymore uh you know and to, i don't to hunt, not to for hunt games. games if i'm looking for something else yeah if and i'm there i may go ahead and and look but my my kind of order is the local facebook groups now I'll let it cook with the locals for a couple of days yeah. just because if it's somebody that the town over yeah. or we're really, really close to this, to the sort southern border of Indiana. Yeah. 
if it's someone that's in southern Indiana, it's just so much easier. Oh, yeah. And plus, for you a get, pickup. And you give them a couple of days, and that, that allows them to sort their travel out and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah. And then I'll go to the larger Facebook groups. And then if it's something that, you know, Phoenix is a little bit of a commodity type thing. You know, you're most people aren't dying to have a Phoenix. It's not going to hold a place maybe long term in a lot of folks' collections if they're yeah. really space limited. Yeah, yeah. So then something like that. And I really like Phoenix. There's a Phoenix in my collection and it stays. Okay. So I'm not hacking on Phoenix. Unlike you and Vanguard, which we'll get to later in the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then I'll put it out on Facebook for the general home buyer that yeah. might be just looking for a reasonably priced game. Uh-huh. For, just, just to fill some space. Yeah. yeah. Next to their pool table or yeah. something. So. Yeah. The uh, the next thing I you know, kind of got up, uh, up to bat, so to speak, is the Batman pinball that I mentioned last time around. And I mentioned that I was going to go ahead and put it up for sale. The bat, uh, the Data East Batman with the new stock play yeah. field. Yep, yep. So, yeah, it's officially been put up for sale and it's kind of hit the common haunts, if you will. <laughs> so here, here's something that was really interesting about this. I was contacted, and I'm going to apologize right now, Christopher, because in our conversations, you'd mentioned that you've downloaded a recent show and you probably haven't, I'm sure you haven't listened long enough to realize that my ability to uh, mispronounce and add a Southern accent to words is only surpassed by my ability to destroy names. <laughs> I was going to say, I think you and I run run neck and neck for both. I, I mean, we've butchered some stuff on this show, dude. Just, <laughs> I mean, whether it be terms or, or as uh, listener Sean O'Shea, he'll remind me on Twitter, he'll post a, a $20 not actually a word hashtag and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's like all good stuff. And it makes me laugh out loud oh, when I read it. I'm like, you know what? A word. Yeah, not actually a word. It's that, like, uh, it's put like that, that's, that's some good stuff. Put that up there with the show titles. Yeah, fair Not enough. actually a word. Yeah. So I was re, uh, I was contacted. This gentleman reached out to me. Christopher, and I'm going to try this as Franchi. What would you think, Whitney? Have, uh, I, have, I, have I tainted things now? You've already scrolled up, haven't you? I have. So Christopher reaches out to me. Oh, I'm sorry, Christopher. And he actually, he, what he was looking for was, a shot of a of an area of Frenchy, yeah, I would, I, I would go with that. Okay, yeah, he was looking for a close up shot of a of an area on the Date East Batman playfield. He'd had he has one of these games, and he has been looking, as I understand, for quite a while for a nice clear shot of uh, a real high traffic area on the playfield, so that he could correct his he could fix his he didn't know what was supposed to be there because everything he'd seen including his game it was gone oh i see and i was able to help him out so the real cool thing was is he was also the artist on batman 66 so apparently uh christopher's a big batman fan there you go yeah so um that was one good thing you know at least it's come out of it and hopefully another good thing is somewhere down the road these this play field and this machine will get put together and make a one real good night you know one real nice game one nice example yeah. of a data east batman but well no slam on batman because i i do think the artwork on batman 66 is awesome mm-hmm. i mean it, it looks so good um the Dead East Batman, though, doesn't look all that good. It's just, there's, there's well, a big know, gap there. So, so Christopher, you you knocked it out of the park on, on BM66. I'll say that. It looks real good. Did you? And, and this is going to start off sounding rough, but it's not meant to be. Did you, I did, did you hear any static? I don't think I did about 
you know, because there's always there's a millions of, of opinions and oh, yeah. just as many people that don't don't like something like something. And we've just listened to any interview with spook, the spooky pinball guys. They're a little bit more vocal about it. And, you know, you get to a point, I guess, and I'm going to put words in their mouth where you just have to make a decision and you know that no matter what you do, someone's not going to like it. Oh, yeah. The the artwork on that. I don't think I heard anybody really complain about the. Uh, um the, the the way the assets were used uh-huh. and my 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 bet is is that they were kind of handed assets and then you get a gentleman like christopher in there to really make it all work yeah you kind of in mas- that kind medium of, kind of massage everything right. together yes right you're you're uh, um like you take a metallica where you can hand draw all of it and you can work directly with the band whereas in the case of like Batman. I don't even know who owns the rights for the Batman sixty six stuff. And good question. If it's anything, it, here's where I'm completely talking out my you know what. If it's anything like what I understand, a lot of your older television shows, even a lot of your own music, older music, the the band per se, they don't own the rights. The actors at that time didn't have the ability to retain like rights to their images and the like that all eventually i mean at some point in time the beatles they didn't michael jackson own most of the beatles catalog or all of it at one point he did yeah his estate did anyway yeah yeah i think even aerosmith the band the size of aerosmith they didn't own all of their catalog and maybe had to go back and eventually tried to reacquire all that so you know, I'm totally to- talking yeah. about my bat backside, my bat side here. <laughs> your bat side, that's awesome. Talking out your bat side, yeah. uh, that's another show title, possible show title. But I just looked. But no, this I thought up. I was. I'm with you, man. I, I'm betting he was handed a lot of this. The Joker has to look this way, yeah, exactly. And exactly. it just it looks it is sweet looking. Oh, it, it yeah. is. It is. Now, all that being said, you know, I will stick by what I said earlier. On, on on the whole Batman 66 theme. It's not really one that I think would, would hold me over, but as far as staying in my game room for forever and ever and ever, as far as a pen goes, but I do really appreciate the artwork on it. Now, have I you do. gotten to play one, Whitney? No, I have not. Have, not, have you? Well, there was one at SFGE, and uh, um, it was broken. Okay. okay. You know, the, the turntable wouldn't turn, which I know was an issue. Yeah. I don't know if it's still an issue. I had heard about it being an issue with with the game, like right after it was it was out. That was that was kind of its Achilles heel. Every I game. See. All right, here's the new game. What's going to be the problem what, for the first what, six what's months? What's the problem area? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, and just real quick, it looks like Warner Brothers Entertainment holds the licensing rights to uh, to Batman, the, the 1960s Batman show. So anyway, yeah, so, I guess we'll, we'll just have to see what. So happens let me throw there. this out here, Christopher. If it's if you're listening to this and uh, you feel so in, so inclined. Uh, yeah, tell me where I screwed up, and I will voice a retraction on episode sixty. <laughs> Fair enough, because I'm sure ninety percent of that was wrong. <laughs> All right, so back to the game room. Uh, that that's kind of where the 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 buyout air quote stuff is sitting right now. Yeah, I'm going to get through the time pilot, and I'm not sure what's on deck, and I'm leaning toward uh, Tron. All right. Okay. I've, I had a Tron. Okay. A Tron came in the in the in the deal, and what I'm leaning toward is to go ahead and bring both of those down here, and that that that's always easier for me if I've got two games where I can play one off of another. Yeah. No pun intended. To get both of them up to snuff. So what I'm thinking is, is I'm gonna I'm gonna bring both of them down here, and then 
one of them I'm keeping, and it's going to go into a hole in the game room, and then the other was the other one's going to get moved on. I see. I think that's what's going to end up happening. Gotcha, gotcha. Speaking of moving stuff in the game room, I mentioned last show that I was going to do some lineup, make some lineup changes. If you look to your left, Whitney, Domino yeah. Man is gone. Yeah, I noticed that. And the centipede is sitting in in the spot where Domino Man was. So, what did you do with Domino Man? I mean, did you wrap it and did you cuff it and stuff? Yeah, it? I cuffed as, it and stuff. As it. Roscoe would say. Yep. It's, yeah, it's out in cold storage. It, yeah, gotcha. And, and I like Domino Man. I, I don't play a lot of Domino Man. It's a very hard to find game, in my opinion. The only other one I've seen was the one I played at Chuck E. Cheese's when I was younger, you know, in person. So I kind of really want to keep it. But right now, I, I just don't see it holding a space in the game room. And what where I think it's going to go is it's going to be one of those games that might rotate in and out. Yeah. But it's a game that I'll take to shows. Yeah. It, and I get that. I, I totally get that. And it's... It's it's a hard game to replace if you ever were to get rid yes. of it because yep. it would be a very expensive game to replace. Yep. Yes. So uh, I think, like I said, I think it's just gonna maybe occasionally rotate its way in and out in the game room. Yeah. But it's gonna it's gonna be relegated to show duty now yeah. at this point. It, out of curiosity, I mean, did you play that a lot? I, I mean, did it did it really garner a spot on the floor? Well, it's gone, isn't it? There you go. I, uh, it, in, in the early days of the game room, it, I did. Did you? Okay. And I just eventually just, you know, my my sight, my eyes wandered. Yeah. And, and I moved on to other games. Yeah, yeah. And I never got, I never came back to it. Well, and, and for me, no no slam on Domino Man at all, because I, I do respect kind of the quirkiness of it mm-hmm. and, and just, and, and I guess maybe it's spot in the whole Bally, Bally Midway lineage, so to speak, because of the characters that are in it and, and, and it is a it, it is a very unique game, but in in no way, shape, or form does it really hold a lot of repeat value, you know, like play value for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's neat, it's pretty to look at, but it just doesn't grab me like like uh you know a game like donkey kong you know, all, 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 <laughs> Look, ha- all hail the dk you know like, like that would you know i mean it's, it's no it's no you know vanguard or anything but. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny I, I don't know if you've ever seen the, the the spongebob squarepants movie but there's one section where uh, you know all the all the fish under the sea are doing all hail plankton all hail plankton and that's when you do the all hail DK, it's what it made me think of. It's it's funny. My daughter and I, my daughter and I absolutely love SpongeBob. So love SpongeBob. Well, you know, I have not seen the movie. But maybe oh, you, you, oh, maybe yeah. I should. Yeah, you owe it to yourself, man. Yeah, go right. go down that rad hole. It's worth it. Lineup wise, I got a big question mark here in terms of Pac Man. You know, like what am I going to do? And the reason is, is I've got two down here right now. I've got a, a full size you know, yellow style Pac-Man cabinet. Yeah, yeah. And then I've got the mini with Super Pac in it, which is basically a Pac-Man board with some add-on stuff on it. So I I need to call that down. I want to keep a Pac-Man because my niece loves Pac-Man. Yeah. And I think what's going to end up happening is the, uh, um, I think the full size is going to go away. And then what's going to end up happening is, is the mini I'm going to put my, Mike Duel 96 and one kid in it. Okay. And it's going to stay. Oh, okay. And 
I'm going to do a little rearranging and I've got a little spot over there next to the, the famed Tempest. And yeah. I think it's going to end yeah. up setting kind of in that hole. Oh, you mean UPS delivery spot? Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let me see if there's anything inside that coin door. You go check Brent. inside the coin door. Yeah. And if there's not, man, I'm going to be disappointed, dude, because uh, it's been a while since I've gotten a I present out. You know, honestly, doors. I can't think of I stuffed anything in there. So let me, let me rum, rummage, rummage through there. Jeez. No, daggone it, Brent. Nothing in the coin door. All right. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> On with the show. On with the show. <laughs> and I've still got a Jurassic Park that needs to come down here. Yeah. That's still out in the garage. I just haven't had an opportunity to move it down. And I'm going to have to do some more rearranging, which is got, what's got me thinking of the Pac-Man, because the one of these three games toward the end of the pinball row is going to have to come out. Asteroids. And Well, I, I don't want to get rid of it. Oh, no, I understand. But I want to move it around somewhere. And I, I had all my Ataris kind of together with the Tempest being the outliner. I don't know. Outlier. Dude. I don't know, dude. Maybe pull that pole position because you've got that cockpit that you could, that yeah. you could you know, wrangle I've in. I've got four pole positions right now. Do you really? Yeah. I've got this upright. I've got two. Oh, you do you? Yeah. Two cockpits? Yeah, or two? I've, I've got two cockpits oh, still? right now. Yes. Well, I've got three uprights and a cockpit. If anybody needs a pole position cockpit, let me know. I can work with them on it. <laughs> it went me up. Yeah, hit me up. Uh, he uh, he may deliver for it, a small fee. You know, no, it'll be a fee. It'll but, be a fee. But delivery could be had. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hit you up. Yeah, I've got I've got four. I've got two up. This upright, uh-huh. two more uprights in the garage. One that came with the buyout. Yeah. And uh, then a cockpit yeah. as well. And eventually, the the this upright is really nice. The one of the uprights that came with the upright that came with the deal is really nice. And the other, the third upright is fair, but it needs the most work, like a re, like reassembly. Yeah. And then the cockpit is pretty nice. You know what's and funny? Eventually, is, I want to put the cockpit down. Here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The cock the cockpit would be one for me that would stay. No, mm-hmm. th- beyond a shadow of a doubt, it had a permanent spot. Dude, you've got pole positions like I've got defenders. You know, I mean, it's it's hilarious, <laughs> I can man. Pole positions. Yeah, exactly. We could swap them one for you know, one. I keep hearing whispers it. that 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 pole position multi board is coming. Yeah, man, I, I, like I, to have I, that. I watch that cloth thread every single day. Do you? Yes, oh, I well, do. When that hits, you yeah. let me know. Oh, I will. I will because I'm I'm on it. Is it so. actually updated by the off the the author, the person that's working on the code from, and from the, time, the developer from time okay. to time, from time to time, Adam will hop in and give a little update. And then it's just a swarm of people who, who, who are, you know, I don't know, man, it, it's almost like in Donkey Kong three, you know, when Stanley dies, how all the bugs swarm him when he's laying down on the ground, no, that, and everything. Oh, that's, a- that's what happens after Adam posts in that thread. And rightfully so, because there are tons of people waiting for that board. So including me, you know, on one hand, I, once I get a little time, ha, 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 I was going to build a little rig so I can go through those boards because I've got several pole position boards. But on the other hand, if I just stab it off long enough, it's not going to make any difference. It's, it won't make a difference. Because, yeah. yay, there it, it is. Exactly. That's exactly right. Whitney was looking at me over here. I was furiously going through my phone for something that I wanted to pull up so I could talk about it here in a minute. And I just realized that the pictures are on this other machine. Oh, fair enough. Biters behind the curtains. Yeah. <laughs> I just went into my radio voice. Um, oh, here, here's something interesting. I meant to mention this last week. Everyone knows I got the nip it now. Yeah. And so are you down where I'm at in the show notes? I am. Yes, yeah, sir. So yeah. what is, what does that say under nip it? It says the tilt bob and the big five O, which, which you're going to have to explain to me because the big five O, I mean, that, that could have several different oh, could, meanings. Oh yeah. So, yeah. well, it had a pretty uh, uh, shocking meaning to me in that, I mentioned that I had played a few games on it. It's got some some sticking reels, and yeah. I've 
message, you know, I've texted with Nick Baldridge a little bit and, you know, I'm sure that with a, with a little coaching, he could walk, work me through it. And it seems like it's not a big deal to kind of get the scoring straightened out and get the reset right and all that. Well, I was out in the garage kind of, and I mainly set everything to zero and got to start a game and I was batting a ball around and it tilted pretty easy. Of course, I, I mean, I could tilt a tank, but I didn't like it. So I was like, all right, I'm just screwing around. I'm going to loosen the, the, the tilt a little bit. Okay. So this is where EM people are like, ha he's an idiot. Yeah, okay. And um, Nick didn't go as far as saying that because Nick's a nice guy. Nick, if he did, Nick I... Nick a very nice yeah, guy. If he, if yeah, if he said it, I'd... I'd it, more it was, power to you because it's probably deserved. It was probably under. His so I did what I've done a million times. He coughed it into his sleeve, is what he did. <laughs> yeah, which is what I do many times. So I did what I've done millions of times. Yeah. Well, if not hundreds, I opened up the coin door. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And reached in, grabbed the tilt bomb uh-huh. because I was going to change adjust it. Well, there's a vast difference between the voltage and oh. yes obviously the current that flows through that because it's a switch in an em game versus a solid state game because in the solid state game that's in the switch matrix and it's what a few volts and it's just looking for a closure it's it goes just, to it's ground ju- it's just looking for open to close right that's exactly it's right you so i've i've done that hundreds of times yeah. just reached in there adjust it close yep. the door keep going going on and i can just okay this that's too tight that's too loose and i get it right where i want well i reached in there and grabbed it mm-hmm. so i grabbed both sides the plumb bob and the ring at the same time and it's 50 volts oh wow whoa and, and it did let me tell you this whitney it didn't take me long to adjust that tilt. I, I can guarantee you that. No, it did not. Yes, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> and, and then all I could do was just look at it like, yeah, I'm yeah. an idiot. Well, so how long did your arm tingle and everything? Oh, it tingled for just a few seconds because yeah. I didn't. I told you I didn't look at it long. Didn't, <laughs> I didn't adjust it very long. Yeah. I got all the adjusting I needed in a microsecond. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, you know, it. so what it's doing is it's carrying 50 volt and whatever current is there is available to trip whatever uh uh relay or whatever stepper motor or whatever yeah. coil assembly or whatever is in the game that is magic that i don't understand just yet that voltage slash current is sitting there waiting for that switch to close and to fire that relay or that coil and do what it does yeah it's yeah. not a switch matrix it's just looking for a cl- you know it's low current low volt looking for a closure yeah just just a path to complete and it so. did it through my arm yes yeah so yeah nip it mm. and the, the big 50 on the old tilt bar well so. that's one of those things where once a, you know once a game takes a pound of flesh and, and that <laughs> you learn a lesson you, well not only do you learn a lesson but you give it a real good cussing and then then it makes you like it even that much more so it, it's one of those things that it just turns it into a keeper oh my so, gosh yeah well it's already it's already beat me so to speak <laughs> uh, all right and the, and the other things you know i didn't realize i'd actually had this much going on uh, I mentioned this last show. I was going to visit a new family fun center. And actually, in this month, I visited two. Okay. All right. So the first one was a place over in southern Indiana, over in Clarksville, Indiana. It's called Strike and Spare. And looking at their website, they've actually got 14 locations through mainly Kentucky and Tennessee. And it looks like they've got one each in Indiana and Ohio. Okay. 14 locations. 14 locations. Golly. If I, if I, got, if I read it right, which... I saw it flash by on their page and I looked over at one of the about pages and I saw several listed through 
uh, through Kentucky and, and, you know, Tennessee. And then, like I said, the one in Clarksville and what here in Indiana and one up in Ohio somewhere. And it, it's kind of your all around kind of fun center. So the, the one I was at, and I'm assuming they're all pretty much like this. They had uh bowling. So they had a good, good, good number of lanes. Okay. Yeah. They had laser tag, they had a skating rink and they had an arcade. And it was pretty fun. We had gone over there. My niece wanted to kind of have a get together for her, her birthday. And, you know, in years past, they come over here to my game room. I'm about 40 minutes away from their house. Okay. So they can organize it. And usually what ends up happening is my sister and brother-in-law caravan them all over here. Mm -hmm. So the parents don't have to make that trek. Okay. And then they, they, you know, we get pizza and all that and they play in the game room. Well, this year they want to do a little, something a little different. We've done laser tag before for, for birthdays, family events. We've talked about laser blaze here in town. This place just came about, and they decided to give it a try. I mean, now I, it was fun. I had a good time. You know, yeah. we we got in. You 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 went in, and you could get kind of like a day pass, which gets you each day pass will get you um, uh, a lane, so you could bowl a game. Okay, and I guess you could kind of parlay that if you went in there with three or four people, you could play three or four games because each person would get a would get a full ten frame game. Okay, all right. Then with that pass, you could get on the skating rink. You could go in and play laser tag as much as you want, skate as much as you want. And then if you wanted to get into their arcade, that was kind of, you know, pay as you go. That was just open. You know, you could walk right oh, in the door I, and do I, that. I see. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So here, I, I had a good time. It was fun. And the, I've got one complaint about it, but, and I'm, I'm going to freely admit the complaint is going to be my own because I'm kind of spoiled in that. Have you ever heard that something to the effect of the best tool is like the specific tool for the job? That's exactly right. When you start getting into multi-tools, you kind of take the edge off how good the tool is to do specific tasks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's right. And that's kind of what we ran into, at least in my opinion, you ran into here. The kids had a great time and honestly, I had a good time, but the skating rink, well, it was in a corner, so it was kind of small. And when you think of a skating rink, at least uh, of skating rinks around town here, the entire rink end to end was probably as long as the uh, the straightaway on an average skating rink here in town, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So before you knew it, you were on the curve again, going around. The laser tag was really cool. I liked their setup. It was kind of neat. Uh, it was a little different than laser blaze. You actually kind of had to go back to your home base and recharge if you yeah. got... You know, you just couldn't roam free. If okay. you got so many hits and you had so many shots, and if one or the other ran out, you had to make it back to your home base. And it was once you got in proximity of it, it would recharge. Oh, okay. Away okay. you go. Okay. But it was kind of small, yeah. you know, because they were putting all this under one roof. It was a big roof, but it was all in there. And the arcade was, you know, it was modern arcade. It was mostly redemption. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was all modern type stuff. Um, Jurassic Park, probably. And Star yeah, Wars. And that's and actually where I was going to, I was like going to pull up some pictures to remember what was there, but yeah. um, it, I think Jurassic Park was there Yeah, and you know, a bunch of redemption type stuff. Now, and don't get me wrong. If you have an opportunity to go by there, you got an afternoon. Uh, the, the, the food was good. They had a nice seating area. They had a Game of Thrones. I, they did have a pinball there. Really? So, did, you, did you play it? Yeah, I played it. Played, so, played great. So what, what did you think of it, though? I, I mean, title-wise and just, Honestly, just the game itself. I, I've played a, a premium, and I was like, 
Yeah, it's kind of it's your classic fan. It's mm-hmm. just shoot here, shoot here, shoot here. Yeah, yeah. But there, I, between hey, Uncle Brent, let's go here, let's go do that, and just wanting to spend more f- one-on-one time with the family, I mm-hmm. really didn't get to study on yeah. it. You know, yeah. I, I batted a few games and like two games, and, and that then was, called it. That was kind of it. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I see the same. I mean, we've we've discussed this. I mean, I'm not really a fan of the theme at all, and, and admittedly, I have not watched the show. Maybe I would absolutely go gaga over the theme if I mm-hmm. watched the show. But ultimately, that type of show just doesn't really anything anything having to do with you know medieval periods just just do not really do much for me. I just cannot help it. I just it's never anything that I that I gravitate towards, and it's never at the at the top of my watch list. But that's just me, you know. But I see that I, I see Game of Thrones is probably a fairly complex game rule wise and and uh with the way it's set up it, it, you probably have to think about it for a bit so yeah, yeah i i, I, I couldn't hear that. it because yeah. it was and that's not to detract from them yeah and don't get me wrong like i said my, my complaints about the place were my complaints yeah the kids had a good time and i had a good time sure, honestly sure sure they had this thing uh they had bumper cars and not like you, you and I might think the old school conventional bumper cars, the ones that look like they're in a big tire, the big round bumper cars. Yeah. The space was, honestly, if they could have dumped one car, it was just a little too tight uh-huh. to really kind of even go more than a foot and not get hit. It was okay. a little busy. Yeah. So uh, I wish that was a little bit, a little, little cooler, a little, little more space. It'd been a little cooler. Now, one game that they had, and I, I wanted to specifically talk about this. I have not seen this. And let me hit, let me blow the picture up here so I can get the name of it. It was like a room and it was called Laser Frenzy. So you'd go into this room and it was probably, I don't know. I'm kind of judging here, Whitney. It was probably the length. How, how long you think this is with these one, two, three, these five pinball machines? What is this? Uh, probably. See, I don't, I'm going to say what, maybe. Is 12 feet too much? I'm going to say probably between 10 and a half and 12. Okay. Maybe, maybe 11, somewhere around in there. So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it was probably about five by 11, five by 12. This, okay. This game was this room. Okay. And it was like a spy mission type thing. You know, you always see like your, your, old, your trope, your old go-to in your spy movies is the room of lasers and they have to walk through it. Well, that's what this this game was. You'd go in, and there was a little like fog in the air, so you yeah. could see the lasers, and you had to step through, over, duck, under, crawl around the lasers, and hit a button on the wall. Mm. And then when you made it, a button on the other side or another wall would light, and you had so it was kind of neat. Yeah. You know, it was really cool for the kids. I'd yeah. never seen anything like that, so that was pretty fun. Yeah, I've never seen I've never seen that before at all. So, so it I, the pricing was good. I think that full day pass was like. 12 or something bucks, $16. It was under 20 bucks. And, you know, they had a nice little restaurant there. And like I said, the only complaints I would have of it are my own complaints. Everybody had a good time, even me. But, you know, we played laser tag. And if you go to a laser blaze where that's mainly what they do, yeah. and 90% of the space is dedicated to laser tag, that's different than when you go to a place where they're they're broken up trying to appeal to a broader audience and everything's in a little smaller space. Yeah. It's a little different. So, I mean, I completely understand it. If you're through there, check it out. If there's one by you, check it out. Hmm. The other thing, the other place I hit was Cart Country. 
So that has been a longtime staple here just on the outer skir- outskirts of Louisville. I think it's right there in Sh- Shepherdsville. In what we call Shepherdsville. Yeah. yeah. So the, the primary claim to fame there is this mammoth go-kart track. And it's like a mile and a half long. There's several classes of cars. So literally anybody could get in a vehicle. So if you're too small, if there's two seaters. So your mom or your dad or your brother or whoever can put the, you know, little Billy or little Whitney or little Brent in the seat, yeah. strap them in and they can drive the track. Then you, you start stepping up, you know, like there's a, um, an, uh, whatever the lower age range is up to like 11. And then there's a class of car for them. Then there's an 11 to like 14 and there's a class of car for them. And then 14 and over get you in the adult cars. And then there's even like a hot, super high speed adult car that you've got to be 16 and have a driver's license to drive. Oh, okay. And like I said, it's a mile and a half course and it just winds and winds and it's, it takes you quite a bit of time, even with a pretty quick go-kart to go out there and run this course. And work your way through yeah. it. Yeah. And, and they keep the go-karts in, in pretty good shape. I mean, even the ones I looked at, you could tell had a little, little runtime on them. I mean, they'd scoot, the brakes work great. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of come through a corner and give it a little gas and it have it have enough power, to break the wheels loose. If you wanted to have a little extra fun and yeah. fishtail a little bit. It, I hadn't been there for in, in years. And it's been a long time since I've been there. Yeah, it was, it was a ball. Yeah. I took my nephew there. Uh, he spent the weekend with me, and um, we went and visited. So they've got a good-size arcade as well. Oh, well, they, let me hit the outside. They've got yeah. the go-kart. If you're through around Louisville, what do you say, Whitney? They're about 20 minutes out of downtown Louisville, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's not bad. No, it's not bad at it, all. It's headed south, like you're going to yeah. go to Nashville from Louisville. So, yeah, it's not bad at all. If it's summertime, they've got bumper boats, and they've got, like, little water sprayers on them so you can get out there in the bumper boats. Um, they've really updated the outside. So like when you're waiting in lines, they've actually got big covers and awnings and buildings over you so that you're not necessarily just sitting out there in the sun baking, yeah. which is something that they've added since I was a, you know, when I was a kid, they didn't have that. But as they've improved over the years, you know, they've really updated the property and uh, they, you can tell they invest a lot into it and they're, they're, they're proud small business owners because the place just looks amazing. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, they have two 18 hole golf courses and they have a nice arcade. All right. And I say nice, they've got, they've got the full run of redemption stuff and yes, they've got a huge redemption counter and they do the card swipe deal, but that in the mix, they've also got classic games. I mean, they, they had, they had four pins. They had a, uh, um, I remember Indiana Jones they had a South park. Mm. They had a Simpsons pinball party. And then they had, what was the, the old, was there a, not the day to East star Wars, but there, what was the star Wars with like the gold kind of side art looking thing i can't mm, remember I, I don't i don't know was that man. did stern do an early star wars i i'm gonna have to go check you out only a, see a hand IPDB. oh sega i'm sorry 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 it was a I, Se- I sega star wars okay. so they had a sega star wars they had pins they they had a handful of classic oh they had uh they had one of the world's biggest pac-mans and then they had have you seen the space invaders version of that no i've only seen pac-man and galaga so those are the only two that well, I've they, seen. they had the galaga as oh, well cool okay and then they had the 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 space invaders so the space invaders has got that big led screen and you sit down in two seats and you've got cannons and you get crosshairs up on the screen and the seats have got um uh sound in them and of course they've got um what is it oh help me here when it, where it rumbles 
like in a, a shaker motors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got shaker motors in them, and it's a ball. They're playing Space Invaders with this. I mean, it is wild. It was fun to play. So if you see one of those, you've got to play it. Hmm, okay. They had um, they, they had the Galaga and the, Miss, and, and the Pac-Man. I mentioned that. I mean, uh, a ton of driving games, a ton of shooting games. They had, you know, a, a, like a cockpit-type transformer shooting game. They had, there was a Walking Dead shooting game. that was, Even the cabinet was kind of cool because it had this effect where a light would come up and like a zombie would appear in the, in the glass, this tall vertical glass in the back of the machine. It that was kind of neat to see. I'd not seen one of those. They had a, um, Area 51. They had a Cubert. They had a Dig Dug. They had a Miss, uh, Missile Command Centipede Combo, which is a little newer. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember seeing those. They yes. did have a Donkey Kong. Uh-huh. They had a Millipede. Interesting. They have a pole position cockpit. All the stuff's on the floor. Huh. Operation Wolf. Yeah. And, I mean, they just had tons. Tons of stuff, okay. and, and I've got pictures of both Cart Country and Strikes, uh, Strike and Spares on the Facebook page. Okay, so you know w- when you hear this, if you want to see the size and breadth of these game rooms, uh, go out there and take a look at the pictures and and just just see them. I mean, it's just it was just really kind of cool. They had a lot of skee ball and they had some really neat redemption stuff. My nephew really loves that stuff, but that's kind of his generation at this yeah, point, you know. Yeah. So. They had the open face version of the battle, the Star Wars Battle Pod. I don't know if you've seen one of those. I have, yes. I played it. It's it's actually pretty fun. Yep. Yeah, it's but, it's cool. There, there's enough going on that when you when you get out of it, you're like, oh yeah, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd played that before. I know Laser Blaze has one of those. Logan played that this time around. My nephew, um, Terminator Salv- I think it's Terminator Salvation. The gun. I mean, just game after. I was just yeah. amazed at the size of this game room. You know, that I mean, that really kind of surprises me, and it also encourages me to go there because I didn't, I didn't realize that they had so much because it's been so long since I've been there. So that would actually be a worthwhile trip, based on how it sounds like their selection is mm-hmm. is large. That would be a worthwhile trip for me to travel out there and take Grace and, and Jackie and, and maybe my, my brother and his wife or something like that. And just, you know, for, you know, I don't know, maybe a Saturday afternoon or something well, like that. Here, here's what we did. You can go in and buy five laps. It's like, I think it was $22. Okay. Okay. So I bought Logan and I both five laps worth of tickets. Uh-huh. And then I bought him a card loaded up with some credits. And then we'd run a lap. You know, it is a ball when you run a lap. And I said the course is long and it's just fun to drive. Yeah. But if you if you're running that, I don't know, a go kart doesn't have suspension. It's a little rough on the old guy here. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I get it. If you're running five laps back to back, if they'd let you do that, you get around lap three and a half and you're you're like, okay, I'm just I'm just I'm chopping done. wood. I'm yeah. chopping wood. I'm just I'm done. Wood. I'm just a, right. uh, whatever. I'm numb to it. Yeah. We would run a lap. We go play games. We'd run a lap. We go play games, and then we just we just kind of interleaved laps with games, and just we had a ball for the better part of the afternoon. So yeah, it's yeah, it, it's definitely worth. If you're not into redemption. If you just want to go play like some shooters or some a handful, you know, the handful, I say handful, like it's nothing. They still have it. So good yeah, for them. Good for them. A few pinballs, a few classics. There's enough there for everybody. And there's more than enough if you want to go in and play some games straight up and not just try to win tickets. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'll definitely have to put it on the list because admittedly it just, 
it just never really made it back on my list just because of time and attrition, you know, and I wonder, well, is it even still viable? So good to know. And the games they had were in good shape. Okay. Just as you would expect, um, there was a couple that were off because in a a room that size, you're going to have one or two that are going to have problems. No big deal. The games they have, even the older games, the older modern games, like a lot of the drivers that get beat up a lot from people sitting on them and jerking the wheel around and all Everything was in great shape. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, it was. It was nice. They have they have high pride of ownership. Yeah, just lo- just looking at the grounds, the facility, the game room. Uh, it it was it was pretty awesome. I, yeah, I'm that's I'm kind of kicking myself for not having been back. Uh, you know, like I said, it's been years since I've been yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Well, good deal, man. Well, it sounds like you, it sounds like you had a pretty uh, a pretty fun month, all things together. Oh I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was busy, but it was fun. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. It, well, it's it's a good wrap to, to shocking yourself on on a nip. <laughs> how, how about that? Well, like I said, if you're through Louisville and you got a little time, you might you know like we mentioned, check out Laser Blaze, check out Cart Country, and uh, uh, you know if you're in Southern Indiana or if you're staying in Louisville, downtown Louisville you're just minutes away from the strike and spare and you know go over there and bowl a few games play a little you know um uh what is it thrones help me here yeah, I just, yeah game of thrones game, there it is yeah. Yeah. play a little game of thrones and you know take a take a spin around the skating rink you know have a good afternoon have a good evening well on, on top of that i mean I, I know that grace would enjoy it but i'll tell you the next time that alex comes over to the to the u.s Man, dude, if he's staying here, we'll take him. We'll take him to both places. Oh, and, there and, you go. And he would really enjoy that. Well, so me and you whip up on Alex out on go karts. Run, run, run on the go karts, <laughs> man. That would be a lot of fun. No, that's awesome. Well, Brent, I will say this: as far as updates uh, for me, I, I do. Uh, I do admit that I, I'm going to sound a bit like a broken record, uh, or let's say a repeat. You know, just kind of rewind uh, 58 and play it again and as far as my updates for for this month go because most of my time has been spent um, getting geared up for the events with skyskipper uh, that you know the follow-on events for skyskipper and I'll explain that here in just a few minutes but as far as pinball goes man and, and I, I'm double sad now because I've done like absolutely nothing on the pinball side at all for the for this is now three months in a row i've had an order uh sitting in uh, sitting kind of in my basket for titan pinball but I, i've not had the time the contiguous time to sit and study everything that i'm going to order from titan and make to sure ma- you got it all together to, to make yeah. sure that i'm ordering the right things from titan so I, I need to put some time to that, and, um, and and I will, I will, but it's more so just an order of operations and, and realistically what, what's taking priority. But um, I made a mouse or order this month. I did yeah, do that as well, and, yeah. I, and I go through that same thing where I'm like, well, before I click submit, is there anything else? You go through that submit button anxiety. Yeah, you do, you do, and invariably you think of something, or invariably... It, I'll I'll go through that anxiety and then I realize well I've been holding on to this for three weeks when I should have just clicked submit three weeks ago and yeah. then been done with it but either way that's the way it goes but I, I do have a pending order from Titan that, that I definitely need to get get done and I'll say that I had something fairly interesting happen to me on, on the arcade side this month as well Brent well, you don't look injured so well, nothing fell on you no thankfully. and that's good that's good and I did not have to wrestle a mad planets out of the back of my magnum either which, which <laughs> was all 
about that. Plus. I don't know why I was thinking about that today. I was like, he's a nut. Yeah. Oh, did you really think yeah, about I was, that today? Because I, I was thinking about like transporting a game, yeah. and I was thinking about like uh, the viability of taking that small uh, uh, pack cab uh-huh. the cabaret yeah to a show and yeah. maybe stuffing that in my car <laughs> yeah. and i'm like no i'm not doing that yeah no. well it's one of those things it's like just because you can doesn't mean you should and, yes and I, yeah. I think i think that qualifies but uh anyway that's still was a very interesting trip but anyway um it, it's funny because i have not been looking for a game any game for quite some time and in fact the last arcade purchase that I made was, I do believe, I'd have to go back and look at my notes, but I do believe it was that Mad Planet. So it's been a while since I, since I've purchased any arcade games. Do you keep notes to that detail? Oh yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't want to know. I I, I have, I have, that has crossed my mind to mentally go through and and see how much money I have just thrown out into the, <laughs> yeah. and I just I don't want to know. Yeah, no, ignorance no, no. is bliss. No, I get it. I, I totally get it. But I started it, so I don't really see a need. I don't really see a reason to, I guess, kind of um, dwindle off of it now that I've got kind of a, a track record mm-hmm. of it going. I don't so. want to know. I just no, no, I, personally, I don't. Okay, all right. Yeah, trust me. I, Better I, man than me. I, Go I, ahead. I look at it and it's saddening. But it, but anyway, well, a man's got to have a hobby. But whoa, what a hobby! So uh, so here's what happened. Uh, and like I say, I haven't been looking for any games for quite some time. So it's funny what falls into your lap. So I had a couple of people message me on Facebook and they said, uh, Hey Whitney, you should go look at this. This looks like it's fairly close to you. And so I checked it. I checked out the listing on Facebook and indeed it was, it was an arcade game and it was, it was so funny so how you it was say the labeled. way indeed okay indeed, all right, it was all right. an arcade game okay because it was the way that it was labeled it could be a blender it could have it could have been it could have been one of several different okay, things all right. okay but the the thing that was funny about it is the way that it was listed is that it never would have shown up in like an automated search term listing okay, okay. because because the way that it was was listed it was just like gorf game and that was it. Okay. So I'm it could have been a golf game. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I see it and I'm like, okay, it could be a set of golf clubs. It could be a Gorf arcade game. It could be. Uh, I so mean, there was an arcade like, or video. No, no, or... no, uh, none of that. Just Gorf, okay. Gorf game, you know, like that. Okay? okay. And so I look at the listing and uh, lo and behold, it, it's like, wow. Okay. That, that looks pretty legit. That, that's a good, that is a good looking Gorf. And so I messaged the seller and said, "Hey, I'm I, you know I'm totally interested in taking a look at this at this Gorf if if you still have it for sale." And he responded back to me and he said, uh, "Hey, you're number three in line. I've got I've got two people uh, that messaged ahead of you." And I'm sitting here thinking, it's like. I didn't waste a lot of time between the time that I got notified, between the time that two people notified me, and then the time that I reached out to the seller. I mean, maybe, maybe, literally maybe 25 minutes had passed, and that 25 minutes was, I got the notifications as I was walking out the door to take my daughter to school, okay? And so I looked it up, looked up the listing, I'm like, huh. That's a pretty nice looking Gorf. I think I need to message the guy. And then I drive my daughter to school, literally 22 minutes or whatever, the 25 minutes, whatever that ride is. And then I message the guy as soon as I get Grace dropped off at school. I pull over in the parking lot like any good daddy would. I did not text and drive, okay? I pulled over into the parking lot and then I message the seller. 
And then the seller got back with me within 15 minutes and said, yeah, you're, you're like number three in line. And I'm like, how, how does that happen? In, in the time, in the time and given the way it was listed, yes. you were number three in line. Yes. That's it, hilarious. That, it, and it, it just blew my mind. How, how, how in the world can I be number three in line to, for that? Because it, there's, it just, there's no way it could have shown up for automated listings or anything unless somebody was looking for a gorf, you know. Or they were looking at just games. I, uh, anyway, it's neither here nor there. So I was very, very courteous about it. And I said, that that's fine. If the other two people don't follow, do not follow through. And if your sales fall through, then mm-hmm. let me know. I would love to come take a look at it. Later in the day, lo and behold, the, the seller messaged me back and he said, hey, the two people that were going to come look at it backed out. So you're number one in line if you want to come take a look at it. I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's does, cool. does this go back? And this was his Craigslist, right? No, 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 no. This this was Facebook. And okay. So these were in like so some, it was a yard this, sale thing. So it was one of the yard sale. Okay, groups. all right. It's one okay. of the yard sale groups. Yeah. I was going back to my earlier comments. Is this one of those things like uh, it's just as easy just to toss something out there and then next thing you know, you know. In their case, oh, they got a hit. Oh, wait, I, don't, I really don't want that. Hold yeah, on. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, they back out. Okay, they, they back out. So, but but yeah, this was one of the local like virtual yard sale groups. Okay, okay. I got you. Yeah. And so messaging back and messaged the seller back and said, yeah, I'd certainly be willing to look at it. But I, and I was straight up with him. I said, I'm a busy guy, so I can't come look at it till tomorrow. Is that going to be okay? And he messaged me back and he's like, sure. And I'm like, okay, okay, excellent. I'll be there tomorrow night to get you to come take a look at it after work. And that's what I did. So after I got off work, got home, got everything situated, hopped in the car. Notice I did not say I took my truck. (laughs) I hopped in my car and I drove over to this, to the seller's house. Okay. First of all, Whitney. And I had, I had no plans on putting a gorf in my car. Okay. I will say that. I always go to a, to a viewing uh-huh so it's like i'm going to a funeral yeah i always go to a viewing prepared to bring back uh more than i'm going to look at but that, assuming i'm going to buy nothing okay that's an interesting tactic okay yes. and, and i'm not i'm not faulting that tactic in any way shape or form because okay? more often than not that yeah. i have do you have another oh yeah i've got a game in my laundry room yeah and you know, I, and I take extra money. Yeah, no, and I get it. I, I, okay, I, I, all I, right. I, I do. I think for me, the the reason I didn't tackle this one this way was because uh, I uh, the way that I had it set up, it was a forty five minute ride from my house to get to this guy to get to the seller's house. Okay, and I had just gotten off work, and I needed to be back at the house by a certain time that night. In order to do, in order to get homework done with my daughter, for us to eat supper and have some vestige of our of our normal, you know, day yeah. in day out routine. Now my wife is a saint. Don't get me wrong, and she cuts me a lot of slack, dude. I'm so you're you, a you're lot already if you drive there, honk the horn and wave at the guy through his front window and turn around, you're an hour and a half. In. I, I'm an hour and a half in. Right. That, that's okay. exactly right. Yes. So what so what I needed to be able to do was to get in, get out because ultimately my big truck doesn't run near as fast on the on the little tiny twisty roads between my house and the seller's house as, as my as my little car will do. And and I'll be just straight up Brent, I had no intention of spending another hour going through the game, fishing it out of a basement 
with a dolly and turning a Tuesday night excursion into a four and a half hour ordeal. Mm-hmm. When I told my wife it was not going to be that way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, right. so okay. I so I had I had to honor I had to honor my end of the bargain. Okay. When it, when it came when it comes to all that, but I will tell you, Whitney actually kind of likes doing that because you know what Whitney likes to do. Whitney likes to negotiate. <laughs> and so that's what makes this see, fun. See, okay? that, you're going to have to explain that. Because yeah. to me, I'm like, there's a truck idling in your driveway and there's a dolly in the bed yeah. and I've got cash. Do I, you want this gone now? Yeah, No, no, no. I, 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 to, I totally okay. get it. I totally get it. And I gauge that by the situation. Okay. But okay. In, but in I got this, you. But in this one, I had the feel in my gut that I could negotiate this and and close this deal and not even and not even pull it out of the house and and I'd be able to pull it out of the house on my terms okay, okay. and on my time I just I just had that feel about it because because Brent I was number three in line okay so All right. so anyway so I hop in my car and I drive to the I drive to the seller's house all right and nice house but. It was the the story that was told to me was um, the, the the guy that owned it was getting ready to sell it, and Brent there wasn't like there wasn't like a stitch of carpet in this house. Okay, it, well, I, I getting ready to sell back. the house, I, getting ready to sell the house, and I take that back. There was a little bit of carpet in the basement. Okay, a little bit, but not a whole lot. But like the whole upstairs was it like, just under no, the no game? Carpet. Like they took a box knife and cut out around the game and then picked all the carpet. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, the, we're not too far off that. Oh, okay? wow. Okay. Because the basement was, was actually nice. Now the house was pretty dated, but it was, it was going to be sold. And, and, uh, according to the seller, it needed some renovation work done to it. Okay. And, okay. And I'm like, okay, all right, I get that. No problem. And he's like, and I just, I really ultimately just want the game, just want the game gone. And, you know, Brent, I, I truly believe that how you approach a situation and just the way that you interact with people is half of what yeah, buys you the leverage that you need to make a deal work out for you. Okay. So what do I mean by that? I'm giving you a lot of grief, but I, I know where you're going. You if, know you, if you're honest this? and upfront with people, yeah. and if that's a, if it's a genuine person, they can tell you're genuine and you work it out. And then you yeah. work it out. That's exactly right. Now, and, and I think that if I'd been... If I'd conducted myself differently, he he wouldn't have worked with me, and he would he would have said, as soon as I left the house, he would have called number four and. You mean like if okay. you would have shot him an offer for like a quarter of what he was asking? Uh, bingo, and done it over the phone before I got there. <laughs> oh no, and, just and shot stuff. him a message. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. No, I don't I don't do any wheeling and dealing in text message or email or anything like that. It's all it's all eye to eye, face to face, and. And that because that way I like to I like to I like to quote unquote kind of work on them you know yeah. what I'm saying that because that's fun. I, to I never offer less in in but until I see the game. That's it, exactly We can right. negotiate on it at that point in time. That's if there's exactly stuff to talk right. about. Yeah. I, I I just that's the way I do. If if I, for something I'm interested in, I'll, I'll come look at it. And if somebody exactly. if somebody offers. Fifty hundred, two hundred dollars less, and they take it and they snake it. I, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. you know, it, just, it was all upside to start with anyway. Yeah. So you know, easy come, easy go. So, so I like I say, I'm there and uh, go down to the basement, look at the game. And Brenna, I will say this: this gorf, this gorf looks good. It was a very nice example of a gorf. Now, the story that was told to me was that it had been in this basement for well over twenty years. The tax stamp that was on the marquee was from 1982. Oh wow. So that was the last time that it had been that it had been routed. Okay, at least legally routed, okay? <laughs> 
So, so there, there was a 1982 Commonwealth of Kentucky Revenue Cabinet tax stamp on the marquee, and it, it was it was interesting because he said that um, it was his grandfather's, and they had had it there in the basement. So, Gorf, according to uh, the Arcade Museum, which is uh-huh. you know the 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 I uh, Internet IPDB. Of of arcade of games. arcade games, yes, yes. Clove, the yeah. hosting site for Clove, yeah. It was uh, released in eighty one. It was released in eighty one, yeah. So it was so it was on the floor, it w- or it was on a floor for for essentially a year, and then it was pulled off, or at least that was the last time the taxes were paid on it, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it was pulled off and and then uh, summarily stuffed down in that basement because. The the seller told me that it had been in that basement for easy for easily easily twenty plus years. Okay, sitting right there where it sets. And I asked him, I'm like, so why are you selling this now? I mean, obviously, it, obviously the house is undergoing undergoing is going to undergo some renovations, and I, I'm sure you don't really want it here. But what's really the root cause of getting rid of the game? He's like, uh, he goes, we only play it like one time a year, you know, twice a year tops, and honestly you said the kids just don't really just don't really like it all that much and i'm like that means i'm your guy so that, <laughs> that sounds good i said in, in my mind i'm like those are all the buying signals all the selling signals yep. that i want to hear nobody you know, cares about it nobody cares it's about in my it. way it's in my way yep. it's only fired up two times a year it's been here for 20 plus years whitney's whitney's thinking to himself negotiating power right here so and you know what and maybe maybe i'm just inflating myself i don't know but to me it's fun you know and if you can get something good out of it uh to boot then that just makes it all all, the, all that much better okay so well i was expecting to say he was gonna say something like ninjas like ninjas would break in and play and he was tired of it he, he was just he was, was, yeah, i'm I, lousy with ninjas in this place yeah I, I let's put it this way i bought a thousand pack of throwing stars and i'm done i'm empty <laughs> i have none left and I can't get any more from Amazon, so I do need that. The, do that. I need the ninjas gone. Next time you someone asks you why fill in the blank, just look at them and say, "Dude, ninjas, ninjas," and then yeah. just walk off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, listen, I'm tired of fighting them barehanded. Okay, I've gotten real good That's at. That's all it. you I'm need to know. Tired of it. Ninjas. <laughs> ninjas, especially if it's somebody you don't want to talk to. Then why they're thinking like just disappear, like poof, <laughs> like a ninja, <laughs> like a ninja. All right, like, like you're gone. <laughs> So so it, it it was cool. Um, is the seller was ultimately he was ultimately great to work with, and you know there there sometimes you 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 work with difficult people, and then there's other mm-hmm. times you work with not difficult people. And this guy was this guy was an absolute treat to work with. He was he was just a very good guy. You could tell, and so we got into the game, fired it up. Uh, it, 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 immediately all the lights worked and I, I checked you know I, I messaged you and said hey what what do I need to look at on a gorf because Brent I just really had no nostalgia for the game and I, I've never actively sought out a gorf so I've never studied gorf I've never I, I've never really put my head in, into it to, to say okay what's in it you know what are the common weak points in it what are the areas that you need to that you need to be aware of if you're looking to buy a good one versus one that is going to take a significant amount of rework or x y or z and i knew you had one and i knew you had one to sell so i'm like i'll get in touch with brent and then see what he has to say about a gore 
And I had a lot to say. Oh, you had a lot to say. And you know what? <laughs> and I appreciated that because I had all that stuff on my phone and I reread it right before I walked inside as well. Okay. With my flashlight, my screwdriver and everything like that. So I checked everything over. Everything, everything looks good. Didn't, it didn't look like it had suffered from any of the common maladies that, uh, that, that you had told me about. Uh, the sound was really scratchy on it. I had to work the sound pods a, a couple times in order to get those squared away to where both mm-hmm. the speakers would work and everything like that. But the monitor came up. It was bright and coined it up and played played a couple of games. And the Gorfian Army just completely handed it to me. And uh, at that point, I was thinking, I don't really want to pay as much for this as I thought I did. You know, <laughs> just simply because the game was just like, oh, man, whoa. So anyway... So, the, so the the seller and I were had sitting you ever really played it. Gorf? Not much. I can generally get through the first rack, okay, and with without even thinking. Oh, can you? Yeah. Okay. All and right. then honestly, and and I do this in most things. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much I like the game. I yeah. kind of tend to start spacing, and yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I I get you. I get you. But <laughs> so it it's is, my own fault. Yeah. No. No. But it is a cool game. I'll, I'll give it that. And so. We start talking about the deal, and he wanted X number of dollars for it, which he was actually asking what I thought was a very fair price. Mm-hmm. But I'm not driving all that way and hauling it out of his basement and doing him the favor and me the favor without trying to get a little bit of a deal. And so we talked back and forth, and I negotiated negotiated a price down on it, and uh, and then I walked out with. Uh, with the commit to buy to to come pick to come and pick up the game that weekend, uh, so I, I guess what maybe th- four days later something like that, and then at that point, Brent, I took my truck and my trailer and went and got it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and everything like that. Or I'm sorry, just my truck. I didn't take my trailer. And you, on this then one. you just brought it truck. home and you moved your Donkey Kong out in the garage not, and you replaced not, it with a gore. Not a chance, okay, buddy. Right. Not a chance. Well, boy but, can dream. It, uh, one can dream, <laughs> but uh, that that'll never be happening. But anyway. Uh, the Gorf is nice, man, and and I don't really. Know oh what, yeah, it was nice. It's, it is. It's it's really nice, and um, you know something. And I completely, completely missed the mark on this. I did not put up the Facebook photo album from last month's show, but now that I'm thinking about it, I need to put up my 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 Nintendo Royo project uh, photo album and I need to throw up a couple pictures of the Gorf because I didn't I didn't want to put up pictures of the Gorf until after the podcast released mm-hmm. because then it's like well wh- wh- you know okay what's he talking about there and it's like well go, you know for full details listen to the show that won't be out for another week I didn't want to do that <laughs> to everybody so I kind of held on to, to the Gorf uh, to the Gorf pictures but it is it's it is it's very very nice but I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with it long term I mean I, I'll I will put it in the game room and it will have its chance at a rotation but i just don't know if i'm going to hang on to it for the next five five or six years i just don't know i mean i don't know is it a keeper title for you yeah i really like it okay it's, it's one of my um i i, it, I don't want to say go-to games but i will go back to it it will yeah if we've okay. got a party going on down here yeah i might not sit and play three or four games uh-huh. but i will generally play a game or two on it as i'm making my way through the game room yeah every time that this you know i've got a group of folks yeah every every time that's fired up and running i I have this weird little memory of the place i played one Uh when i was a kid and it was like the only game in this little pizza place this little italian restaurant pizza placey 
thing in a, in a mall that didn't last long. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I just remember playing that game. Yeah. And I, it isn't as much that memory as it is. I just kind of like the game. Yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you what I am committed to doing is I'm committed to cleaning it up and giving it its fair shake. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll, I will give it its fair shake. Like I say, just not having any nostalgia for it, it's never really registered on my on my radar. Not like not like Zookeeper did, and not like Food Fight did, and not like Sinistar did, See that, and, and Mad Planets and stuff like that. I, I don't know if we've said this as much said it this way. Yeah, but we we mentioned this in really early episodes when we were given our personal history. Yeah, we did. Yes, there was so many games around when I was younger. Uh huh. There are very few that I have the kind of nostalgia for that you do. Yes. Okay. And, and I'm going to guess that some of that was because you had a much smaller selection uh-huh. and you got to know and love those games. And that is true. And I only had, and I only realistically had two places that I ever played as a Did kid. You? Yeah. One was an arcade and then one was a convenience store. And I remember, I remember so vividly the games that I played at both of those locations and those games that I just listed off, okay? Mad Planets, Zookeeper, Food Fight, Sinistar, Donkey Kong, stuff like that, mm-hmm. Donkey Kong Jr., Popeye. I mean, I had a lot of nostalgia for those because I played those and, we I, had, and I just loved them. We had games everywhere. Yeah, see, I didn't have Everywhere. That. Yeah. And to me, those couple games that stand out, honestly is the the oddball game like okay. i remember for whatever reason when i was really young the domino man at chuck e cheese's okay and all of that and i think it was because of that unique that that kick panel with the dominoes oh, yeah, on it and just yeah. i i don't know why but i remember that uh-huh. uh I, the listeners of the show know that i that i have an affinity to time pilot and i remember love that game. the specific place you know uh, uh a pizza place playing that Okay, and I remember I've got the weird memory of another like the, another Italiany pizza place in a strip mall that we just walked into for a minute. Yeah, not a strip mall, it was an, an inside mall. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever you want to call that. That I remember Gorf. Yeah, and, and I, I, I now that I think about it, for the most part, the games that I have any real nostalgic memory for uh-huh. was just a chance encounter the one game that happened to be set against a wall because we could do it okay and i didn't have that whole row of games as far as my little eyes could see like yeah. the bowling alley we used yeah, to go to yeah gotcha you know yeah and it, it, it's it's funny how that's probably it, why i like the oddball titles yeah because well, those because of that yeah those yeah. those b grade upper b low b grade yeah. titles that were kind of throwaway titles or that had already come out of the main lineup ended up in those we'll stick a game here because we got it yeah. type scenarios exactly exactly and i get that i totally get that because i think so much of this so much of what we value in this hobby is based upon those chance experiences that we had as a kid that mm-hmm. that now you know fast forward 30 plus years are the cornerstones of what we remember as, as as that you know as that child as that much younger version of yourself so you know all that being said gorf was never in that rotation gotcha. for me so so i came to i mean i knew of the game i'd you know i would see the game later on 
but it would, it, but it was just never one that that ever pulled my attention and said, "Hey, I need to go over and spend some time on this." Not not like Tron would, or or, some, or you know something else. Not not like that. So, anyway, that being said, I respect the game, I respect its legacy, and I respect its place. I just need to give it a fair shake, just to see if it's going to be um, if it's going to be enough to stick with me. That that's that's kind of where I'm at on it. Well, right that makes now. sense. Yeah, but it but it is as far as as far as gorfs go, it's in it's in uh, excellent shape. So at least it's got that going for it. Um, let's see, Brent. You know, other res- restoration work I did not get a chance to work on my Nintendo games this month. So so my whole Nintendo row swap out project is just kind of set on ice, unfortunately. But I do have a good excuse for that because um, I will say the past month. Ninjas. What's that now? Ninjas. Ninjas, yes. Yeah, those, <laughs> those confounded ninjas, ninjas is what it is. Uh, no, Brent, for the past month, uh, Alex and I have been uh, have been talking quite a bit. We've been doing a, a fair amount of coordination and getting everything ready for the UK reveal uh, of Skyskipper uh, over in over in Manchester, actually. So, Brent, as of this recording, we're just we're we are just under by just a couple of days. We're just under three weeks until that happens. Now, that is uh that that all goes down and it all happens on Saturday, October the 14th at the uh, what's called the Arcade Club in Manchester. And if anybody's been paying uh paying a bit of attention, you'll notice that the venue that I just mentioned uh is not the original venue that we were going to do the reveal at. So, we did have to we did have to move it, okay? And uh Alex uh, Alex made the judgment call on this and I and I 100% support his uh his call on on moving the venue for the reveal of this game because we were going to do it at the Play Expo in Manchester and that just proved logistically to be uh to be just too much for what for what was required in the way that the way that I think he wanted this to go based upon how we did it at, at SFGE and I and that's that's where I respect that's where I respect his judgment on this and trust his judgment because I, I know that he wanted he wanted this to be in a venue where it was going to be more appreciated, and mm-hmm. and it was going to be accessible to a group of people that that would um that, that would number one play it, number two appreciate it, and then number three respect it. Okay, and and he talked to me about it. And if if you go to the arcade club, uh, if you can just do a search and and just search on arcade club Manchester, and it'll take you straight to their website. But if you look at the arcade club. Uh, and then just take a look at everything that they have going on there. It looks like a just a fantastic venue. Over 300 arcade games, a full a full selection of pinball machines, two floors, restaurant, pool table, you know, a- everything available. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. So I, anyway. I know Arcade Club Club comes up quite a bit on Ten Pence Arcade. Yes, and yeah. It sounds like it's an awesome place to go. It visit. sounds like an awesome, awesome place to go. So, so yeah, so definitely looking forward to that. Um, so work continues on the Popeye conversion board, and I, I say work continues because truthfully, I've made no progress on it because I've not had any time to spend on it. Uh, Brent, we have we have been um, essentially getting everything ready to go for for the for the UK reveal. Uh, trip coordination and just logistics and everything associated with that. You get to that. November and you're going to sleep for like 
three weeks. <laughs> man, dude, I, I don't you think I'm gonna, I don't think I'm gonna have the chance to be quite honest with you, man. Because as I was telling you, I mean, I've got like back to back travel even after I get back from yeah, that. You know, it's it's, it's going to be crazy. But uh, but anyway, uh, we will. The, the goal is to have everything sorted out uh, on the conversion kits uh, after the UK reveal. Now that being said, that is our goal. There are things that still have to be done. There are there are scenarios and um, details that are still yet to be ironed out. But anyway, that is the goal. Okay. Now, all the information uh, that I just mentioned and more detail is available up on the SkyskipperProject.com website. There's a brand new blog post. Got that up that has that has all the details on it and everything like that. I will say this: two things. Uh, I am behind on the website comments and replies off the Skyskipper Project website. I will get to those. We have had a tremendous amount of feedback on that website, and I was reading through the, some of the comments today, and it's like, man, I really need to take a couple hours and just and, and give these thoughtful, good comments and, and replies back. So I do aim to do that. But Brent, one thing I'm going to do, I am going to take my portable recorder and a couple of mics with me. Cool. And I want to get us some good audio for the oh, show awesome. while, while I'm be, over in the, while I'm over in, that'd be in the sweet. UK. So I'm looking forward to that. So so Alex, Victor, Sean Holly, uh, everybody, we're coming for you, man. We're coming for you, baby. So I'm looking so forward to this trip. It's going to be a blast. So anyway, that that's it, Brent. So um, that's my I guess that's my September in a nutshell. <laughs> I, I, you know, Brandon, here's the bad thing. I, I just talked a lot and I don't really feel like I really did a lot, you know, but anyway, well, it's you've all got, you've got a lot of organization that's going on here. <laughs> more you than know, I ever th- thought. That's, more than I ever thought. I had a heavy month in going places and doing things and, um, the, the work I put out had, had a, a, a physical, you know, there here here's a physical result yeah all of mine here's, is in trends yeah here's know. game x i went to location y you know yeah. yours is yours is kind of all it's virtual all, it's all point. it's all yeah. on the backside, man and that, oh. that, that that's just as tiring sometimes man is oh it's it more you, it you more. move you move 10 games or you spend a week organizing this organizing that making that phone call getting this ball moved uh-huh. because this person needs the other person to do that's something before they bad. can do something and it's it's and all it just, of that it wears you out it's it's a lot of work. It's it heavy lift. Out. It, it is. It's a virtual heavy lift. And I will say this: the next time that I travel internationally, I will approach it differently than I than I did this time. Okay, even now, before even getting on a plane, I have learned lessons that I will do things differently the next time around. But hey, that's all good. That's all good. Well, so. you're definitely in a situation it sounds like you don't know what you don't know. Oh, there's oh, I freely yeah. admit that. And yeah. I've had to lean on Alex for some help. It's like, man, Alex, how do I how do I do this over there? How do I get this assor- accounted for over there? How do I get from place X to place Y and cross a border to do this because my family wants to go do that. And and it's just been a lot of if then then that if mm-hmm. then then that and and then you string all these if thens then that's together and then you have to make it all then you have to have sausage come out the other side yeah 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 that's what it amounts to but anyway all good man okay Whitney so how about this let's take a little breather and then we're going to slide into the next segment of the show we've got a neat little twist hopefully for for our listeners. We'll see how it works out. I'm thinking it's going to be a nice little surprise. Yeah, yeah. I, I, when you mentioned this, I, I sit there and kind of rolled it around. And it's like, oh yeah, this this could actually be this could actually be pretty cool if it if it turns out the way that we're thinking it will. So yeah, let's give it a run. Time will tell. All right, wait tell.
Whitney, longtime listeners of the show will know that segment two is usually kind of fun for me and kind of painful. Well, that's true. That, that's true. It's, it's a love-hate. And, it, it is. And, and it's that because it's generally where we do a tech segment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of really get into that stuff. And it's where we spend tons of my money. That we do. All virtually, of course. Which I, I hate. Yeah. I hate it even virtually. It hurts. <laughs> even virtually, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to change it up a little bit this weekend, uh, this month rather. Got an idea here. Whitney and I have talked about this for a bit, and we're going to go ahead and see what, see, we're just going to see how it flies. You know, yeah. I think this is going to be pretty awesome. So here's the deal. I happen to have a stash of old play meter and what do you have, Whitney? I have got I've got replay magazine. Okay. So I've got a stash of play meter and replay magazines. Yeah. And uh I, I said, Hey, what do you think about let's let's pull a couple magazines out and to start with we, we try to pick some kind of in that golden era and we're just gonna go through and we're gonna look at some things and we're gonna we're going to give everybody an idea based on this, these industry magazines, what was going on at that point in time. And we all talk about the arcade generally from the point of view of our experience of the arcade. Very rarely do we see the other side of it, the business side of it. And we just, few of us were there, you know, on that side, we were the consumer. We weren't the vendor. And, you know, this kind of gives us an opportunity to kind of see what was really going on behind the covers, uh, behind the curtain, rather. Yeah. And, and there's a couple aspects that we want to touch on. And, you know, Whitney, do you want to mention what we're going to kind of focus on? Sure, sure. So I, I think the I think the, the, the interesting point here in, in kind of going through these magazines is is as you mentioned Brent to just kind of pick cherry pick out a few of the of the articles and just kind of read the headlines and and give a just give a quick synopsis as to what was what was going on what these what these time machines back into the golden age of arcades are going to tell us <laughs> but here's the thing that I think is is just super fun is if you go to the back of these magazines then you have you have two things that are of paramount interest. Number one, the the industry ranking tables, which will tell us what what are the top earners as far as arcade as far as arcade games go, as reported by the operators and the data collected by the magazines, and that that typically will give us some insight into what the popular games were for this time period. But then. The other thing that I think is just super, super interesting is going through some of these classified ads for the distributors Mm -hmm. and seeing what they were charging for brand new in-the-box games at that particular point in time. And then what we're going to do is run those dollars through an inflation calculator and see just how much of Brent's money we'd have to spend to <laughs> oh, get a, to get this, a brand new in the box lunar lander. This okay? did turn back to me. Didn't oh yeah, it? there's no possible way I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna not let that is it. Hilarious. Okay? So so what Brent and I agreed to do is for this initial run at this, we'd each pick five games out of the classifieds that interest us, run it through the uh, run it through the inflation calculator, and then see how how much money it actually took it would take to be an operator today to buy these games new today in today's dollars for what the company in 1980 valued them at right yeah and in, in, in all fairness too the so some of these may not necessarily be new in box because it just depends on when they were released and then you know there there may be some existing stock uh, if you look at these ads 
I don't know. This stuff <laughs> was this stuff was new at that point. Yeah. I mean, well, it, I was going with. I, I don't know if they're all new or if. Uh, I guess when we look at some of these titles, they could still be new in the box. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm 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 here. I am again as the consumer side of this thinking of of these maybe being like in a local trader type paper yeah and, and but you're right these are distributors aiming for other distributors and, and, operators. and other operators yeah. yeah i mean we've got i mean we've got uh companies like theater well theater amusement company out of uh out of calabasas california i know i said that right i i, I sean o'shea i guarantee i said that right alpha uh, i got alpha omega sales company Office Three, Coral Spree, uh, Street, Edison, New Jersey. They got New Orleans Novelty Company in New Orleans, uh, Louisiana. Just, I mean, just, it, just really, really interesting stuff. Worldwide distributors in Chicago, Illinois. I mean, it's it's interesting as to who is to these companies and, and and who they are, who they were, and what they were selling. But anyway, Brent. So let, let's do this uh, alphabetically. You're first, okay? So you take you take the the run at this. Pull out, pull out a couple ads and articles that, that you think would be interesting, and let's just kind of let's kind of walk through this. Okay. But number one, what so what magazine do you have, and when was it published? So I've got a Playmeter magazine from August first, nineteen eighty-two. Okay, so this is in the thick of the golden age yep. era. All right. So here, just a couple pages in, um, and, and you're going to have to excuse us because we are going to be more animated than usual. So if we on if we only hit the mic. A dozen times through this segment, I will be shocked. Okay, <laughs> I'll so, try my best not to. How about that? So here, a nice full color print play meter equipment poll, and just a quick here it says the following are rankings of the top video and top pinball making above average weekly gro- gross collections nationwide. So it's the ranking of, of pinball and video games making. Uh, I guess what they consider an above average weekly gross. And from what I understand, they send out these surveys to, to, to vendors uh-huh. and operators and all that. And then yeah. this is the result of those responses. Yeah. So I guess they're reporting on their till and then, yep. and then that's being bubbled up. Correct. So again, this is August 1st of 1982. Um, the national video game average August 1st was $176. That's okay. what, that's what the average the, game would take. That in. was the collection. Okay. Now let's let me take a peek at this real quick because we're kind of doing this on the fly, and I don't know if this is weekly. I'm sure this is probably weekly. National amounts are heavily weighted by averaging reports of arcade locations, street locations, and generally lower. Okay. So okay. So it's an aggregate. Then. Yeah. 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 Games with less adequate earnings, less than fifty percent, but the average above. I'm just scanning through. Okay. So this looks like it's weekly weekly gross collections okay. all right so number you think, should I start at the bottom or the top what do you think Whitney uh, I think we should build up yeah build up so number nine in this list is Pac-Man okay. all right okay by it, this, but this is by 1982 though. by 82 yeah right. okay uh, eight is $180 Galaga $184 uh-huh Stargate at 188 yeah your favorite Donkey Kong yeah 196 there you go there you go represent Turbo Unbelievable. Two oh two. Had to be because it was near. Dig Dug two oh nine. Okay. Miss Pack at two twenty three. Oh yeah, yeah. That's you can you can appreciate that. Yeah, so Pack is is on the behind, way out. Yeah. but it's still holding holding fair. Hey, you made the list. Yeah, when I get to one you're gonna have a stroke. Okay. Uh two is Robotron. Okay. And number one is uh, Zaxxon. 
No way. Yeah, 236. No, no, no. Yes. Really? Yep. You sure it's not $2.36? Well, not according to this. Uh, I, I but it was it's on the decline because in July uh the front of July it was 265 yeah. in mid July it was 253 and it's down to 236. Yeah, I bet that curve is I bet that hockey stick goes down quick. <laughs> yeah, we're getting one. this out. Yeah, it's gone. All right, so they've got a top 5 pinballs. Haunted House is number 5 at 120. Okay. Okay. Oh, so so here real quick. Oh, I I hit it on the end. I was going to do the the inflation calculator. Number four was Centaur. Three was missing a uh, Mr. Miss Pac-Man. Number two is Devil's Dare by Gottlieb. I have never heard of that. Never heard of that. No. Uh-uh. And number one is Caveman by Gottlieb. How about that? It, and I'm not sure uh, that's not ringing a bell. So okay, so the the Zaxxon was pulling two hundred thirty six dollars. So in 1982 dollars, let's see, two hundred thirty six. And then in 2017, that's six hundred dollars a week. In in 2017, in 2017 money. money. In 2017, that Zaxxon was doing that a week. Well, you know what that means is that Zaxxon would pay for itself in a month, and then everything else, everything else is gravy over top mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, that's pretty strong. So you know, right here across from it, and I noticed this flipping through. Um, there's a lot of full page flyer like ads for video games but what i what caught my eye was is that it it's not generally the top tier vendors flipping yeah. through this again this is an this is an 82 version uh, copy of play meter from 19, august 82 I, I didn't see any williams and i didn't really see any bally or midway but i saw a lot of your second tier vendors okay yep. so like right across from that that top equipment pole here's an ad a full page color ad with the the typical angel and devil that you know on the side art of of Exidy's pepper 2 yeah and it's a it's a photograph type ad and it's a picture of a lady with the the angel on one shoulder and the devil on, on the other and you know it's an angel of a game with a devilish twist to it is what the tagline is i can only imagine what that cost to produce, you know, this full page color ad for a company that, that probably didn't have a lot of advertising yeah, budget. Yeah, probably a lot of ways and means. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. So here, while I'm flipping, my, let me flip through here a little bit and work my way back toward the classifieds. Here, here's another one. I didn't catch this one earlier. I have never heard of this. Take a look. This is from a company called Arctic, and it's Devilfish. Have you ever heard of Devilfish? Never heard of Devilfish. It, it looks like a maze game. I mean, look at that ad. It's yeah. it's like a hand drawn full color. Uh, it looks like a, an octopus uh, hugging a dog in scuba gear. <laughs> Figure that one out. I don't even want to. Uh, a big, bigger, biggest. I don't know what that means, but it's there nonetheless. Okay. Oh, this. Okay, I did. There is a Williams ad in here. There's a Robotron ad in here. And do you remember you? If you see that picture, Whitney. This this is probably lost on anyone outside of our generation. Does that little robot look familiar? That was a common little wind-up toy when yeah. I was a child, and they were yeah. probably only an inch and a half tall, mm-hmm. and it, a little like silver or gold robot with a, a like a red dome, and you just wound it up, and it just had little walking feet. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah, and it's got the Williams logo on it. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. Here's uh, Cinematronics has a lot of ads in here, so here's a full page ad with. Five screenshots, including um, it looks like maybe in a track screen of Jack and the Giant Killer 
from Cinematronics. And have you ever heard of that game, Whitney? It sounds vaguely familiar. Jack and the Giant Killer? Yeah. I mean, I've heard of it, but I've never played it or never seen one. I mean, I've just heard people talk about it on Claw. Or I've seen it mentioned on Claw, that's all. Here's an article I think I need to write because it's it mentions Randy Fromm's Arcade School. Mm-hmm. And it's... Um, titled educating technicians a 1982 update so you know industry uh folks in the industry operators are reading this and it's i guess providing them some information on tools and techniques and things they can get to you know better arm their their techs interesting all right so i'm flipping through here uh you (laughs) i've already i've already completely strayed from you know what we were kind of trying to do which was look at a couple ads and then get into uh, uh, a couple uh, you know what things cost type type deals but uh, th- I had to laugh at this I just noticed this here's a here's an article use a personal computer to save time and money <laughs> you know because in, in 82 that was that was a novel I, idea that, yeah that was a big thing that was a big thing um, this the, here's a space dungeon ad. And I've heard of Potato Space Dungeon. Yes, I have as well. And all that it is, is it's a door open. And from the door are rays of red light shining on uh, and illuminating this pile of quarters spilling out of the door. And above the door in little white letters, it just says game room. (laughs) And it says Space Dungeon, soon to be overflowing game rooms everywhere. (laughs) Winnie, I, I don't know about you, but I don't think I've ever seen a Space Dungeon. No, never have. Never have. Oh. And I don't know that their advertising really did a lot. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Let's see here. So let me flip through here a little bit, and I want to find... It's just so cool. Here's an ad for a company doing tokens. Tokens, tokens, tokens. And they're out of... Look, <laughs> Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, man, how about that? Yeah, Atari, uh, Sears, um, blah, 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 7-Up, Las Vegas. I mean, some of the some of the kind of classic generic token designs that I've seen over the years. Yeah. Let me flip through here. Let's get into somebody that's actually selling some stuff. Here's some an ad on fixing your own circuit board, soldering techniques. Uh, here's a home study course from the Electronic Institute of Brooklyn. Home study electronics. I guess that's a way to, 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 to help your techs. I showed you this earlier, Whitney. Clean up your action with Game Caddy. So, oh, what is oh that might what is that a Game Caddy? Is that like a, a dolly or like a specialized pinball mover? Something to hold a Miller Lite. Exactly. Yeah. It is a caddy that you screw to the side of your game. And let's see. Heaven here. forbid, don't do that. Lots of three dozen. So if you buy three dozen of them, they're six dollars and ninety five cents each. So in today's money, that's six ninety five. Um. That's $17.68 each. It's a caddy that screws to the side of your game, and it'll hold an ashtray and two drinks. Yeah, wow. Oh, my gosh. This is terrible. This is so terrible. All right, so so how about how about games for sale in Okay, that's what I'm flipping through here. Yeah. Um, hey, Kentucky Coin. I remember this place. Kentucky Coin Machine District. Uh, machine distributors is now showing NATO defense 6005 Fern Valley Road Louisville Kentucky how about that man yeah they don't have right in our own backyard didn't even know it nope they don't have any price listings here so let me zip on back here to the all right so here is 
the classified advertising. A Lakeside Electronics Company, an amusement company out of Madisonville, Louisiana. So let me pick a couple games out of here. So right off the bat, I see, well, it says Donkey Kong, but it says call. So we're not going to go with Donkey Kong. No, we can't call him. Uh, Bosconian. So we've talked about Bosconian before. I don't see I've, I don't see many Bosconians if if ever. No, you don't see a lot of them. No. So they have it listed for twenty one ninety five. So a, bo- a Bosconian. A Bosconian. Okay. So this is kind of where you, you hear people talk about how games are so much more expensive and how the prices are keep, keep going up. And yeah. So here, here's the question: What yeah, is what, what what a Bosconian cost in today's dollars? What is twenty one ninety five in today's dollars? Yeah, five thousand five hundred and eighty four dollars and sixty cents. I don't think any Bosconian that I've ever seen sells for five for fifty five hundred dollars. Well, if you think about a lot of the new games, uh-huh. like if you buy a single seat driver, yeah. it's probably five to six grand. Yeah. And think about that in terms of technology and just heft and size. Oh, and you're getting way better. All the build time way better and all deal. that. Yeah. Versus what, I mean. What's inside of Bosconian. What's inside of a Bosconian. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Kicks, which is one of my favorite games. They had that game listed at 1595. So let's look at 1595. In today's dollars, that game was $4,058.06. Wow. Man. All right, so, okay, all right, here's a couple other favorites. Let me, actually, I want to change vendors. So, so let's, let me flip through here. Let me, let me find another vendor here so we can kind of mix it up a little bit. Uh, this one doesn't have prices listed. This one has a picture of uh, a lady in a short skirt and heels, so I'm not exactly sure what they're selling. Okay, so. <laughs> Nothing that takes a quarter. How about that? <laughs> all right, all right, here we go. We've got. Um, here's a wholesale special, uh, wholesale route and arcade specialist. Now, here's the funny thing: they don't list their name. They just say New Jersey, and they've got a New Jersey phone number. Huh. So that that seems kind of sketch. Yeah, it definitely seems sketch. All right, let's pick um, Tempest. So they've got Tempest listed at twenty two hundred dollars. Okay, and that's nineteen eighty two dollars. So what would that cost in 2017 dollars? That's a $5,597 game. Wow. $6,000 yep. essentially. Wow. Now he also has a, uh, I say he, who, whoever it is, they have a black hole pinball. So a Gotla black hole listed and it is 1500 bucks. So right off, you can tell at this point in time, the videos are coming in and that's where the money's at, you know? Because the pins are cheaper than than the videos, so fifteen hundred bucks, that's thirty eight hundred and sixteen dollars mm, today. My goodness, my goodness. You know, well things fared a little bit better in nineteen eighty. I, I I do believe that just just based on the numbers that I'm looking at right here. Okay, so why don't you hit a couple with? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to work my way backwards here. Okay, okay so you're going to start in the classified ads. Yeah, I'll start in the classified just so that it's fresh on everybody's brain. So this is this is Replay Magazine from October 1980. This is Volume Six, Number One. In case anybody has a collection and can pull this one out and take a look at it as well, I'm just going to pick a few that are that are I guess of primary interest to me that I think people would uh, would you know, would would have some association with. So. 
Here's one of the, probably one of the more, and remember, this being 1980, so the selection of games is not what it was in 1982. But I'll take a look at this. Uh, we'll say Atari, um, how about Atari Night Driver, okay? I, I think that seems to be a, a, a pretty well-known game mm-hmm. from for Atari. So in 1980, that was, that was a solid $500, okay? Now today, in today's money, that's fourteen hundred eighty-nine dollars. Jeez, okay? one hundred and ninety-eight percent cumulative rate of inflation. Now here's one: Exidy Death Race. Okay. Oh yes. It was highly, highly controversial back in its day. Seven hundred ninety-five dollars is what it cost back in, back in nineteen eighty. Today's money, that's twenty-three hundred sixty-eight dollars. You might as well go ahead and say essentially twenty-four hundred dollars. Now. Would twenty four hundred dollars buy a death race today in good a good condition death race today? I I, I don't really know. I, I don't really know. It seems like it, it. It seems to me like that that game goes for goes for some money. So it, I, it does. Yeah. And, and, but I mean, it, at a minimum, you're saying that game held its value. Oh, there's for, no doubt. If you figure it for inflation, yeah, yeah, it held its value. Yeah, yeah, it definitely definitely held held its value. There's there's no no doubt about that. Um, let me pick a, let me pick another one here that that I think people would know. Oh, here we go. Sea Wolf. Okay, Midway Sea Wolf. I mean, still very popular today. Very well loved game. Six hundred dollars back in 1980. 1700 essentially 18 1787 so 1800 dollars today uh just a just a couple of others let's see uh something that i think ooh video pinball okay atari video pinball a thousand and ninety five dollars in 1980 in 1980 and that would be Roughly thirty two hundred dollars in today's money for a video pinball. Well, that game has probably honestly kind of held its value there I, as I'd well. Say, I'd say it has. I'd say it has definitely held its value. Um, as far as uh, as far as pins go, okay, I'll, I'll take I'll take one here. Um, roller disco. How about that? Okay, roller disco. All right. Yeah, I've had a roller disco. Yeah, you yes. have, and I picked it because because I I knew that you had one. A thousand and seventy-five. So it is thirty-two hundred and three dollars in today's money. And then I'll pick one other pinball that I think uh, probably has a bit of a, you know, a bit of name recognition going for it. How about good old Gorgar? All right, first talking pinball machine. It, love it or hate it, and I do not like Gorgar at all. Okay, and I've, I've nothing, I, nothing against it. It's just to me, it's just not really that fun of a game to play. <laughs> but anyway, theme notwithstanding. But um, this is from a guy who likes Satan's Hollow. But anyway, Gorgar, <laughs> um, thir- three thousand and fifty-four dollars for a Gorgar, <laughs> for a freaking Gorgar, three thousand bucks. So did you have? Uh, I just, some, oh man! Somewhere in there, uh, flip through to your like your top whatever games. Yeah, yeah. Let me, and let's let me, look let me at grab let's that. look at the like the weekly gross and get an idea of like what the top performing game was making. Yeah. To see how that was paying back. So I, I found another vendor in mind. Again, I'm I'm in a play meter of August first, nineteen eighty two, and here's a here's a place called Playmore Games Distributing Incorporated out of Fort Worth, Texas, and this actually kind of ties back into the episode. So they were selling Vanguard at fifteen ninety five. So let me hit. I think we hit that one earlier, but I can't remember what it was. So oh, Vanguard, yes. Yeah. So Let's see how much that's not worth. <laughs> 
Well, apparently it's not worth $4,058. Jeez, oh, Pete, no way. So, yeah, Vanguard was fifteen ninety five. Scramble, which honestly, if I if I had a choice between the two, I think Scramble, it, I would is a little better is a better game. It yeah. was fourteen ninety five. But again, this is these are industry pricing, and it, it is all into what is the new hotness. Okay, what's making the money? Okay, and it doesn't matter. Like Food Fight, how good of a game we think it is today. If it wasn't performing, if its day had come, and literally it could be its day if it had come and passed. It's coming past. Yeah, that's right. And the prices go down. So I found I found what you're what you're asking for. Okay. Uh, in this magazine, it's formatted a little bit different. It's called the Player's Choice. Okay. And it's called the Top Flippers and Video Uprights Now in Operation. Positions are based on an earnings slash opinion poll of street and game center operators in the United States conducted by Replay Magazine. So this is not expressed in dollars. This is this is expressed in opinion in opinion accumulative opinion that is then calculated into an index, okay, out okay. of 100%. So I'm going to start with Oh, uh, so they don't they don't have like cash. No. No, no. What they say okay. what they say is is that based upon the number of votes, these are the games that are that are earning the most for this reporting period. Gotcha. Okay. So so number one, I'll start with number one, asteroids. Okay. This is nineteen eighty. This is nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. Yeah, this is on the videos. No no surprise there. You know what the you know what the number one earning uh pinball machine was for that time period? Nineteen eighty. Uh-huh. Um and, and I'm telling you, and this one trounced trounced even its closest competitor. Adam's family. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, nineteen eighty. Oh, were, dude, you're, you're going to okay, you're, you're going to love this when so I tell you. It was it was you were right in the early solid state stuff. I think eight ball was seventy eight or seventy nine. Um, I, I'm not real good on the years here. Like I, I'm terrible with those. Like I am last names. Uh, Kiss. I'm going to guess Kiss. You guess Kiss is in the list, but it's number twenty, not number okay. one. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. Okay. All you right. You know what number one is? Uh, okay. No, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Firepower. <laughs> Sweet. You, and, and I'm telling you, and dude. In 1980. In, in 1980. No, in, no, no, no. Firepower. Yeah, Firepower. Okay. And uh, and it had a. In, we didn't plan this, folks. No, no. And it had a index rate of 97.8. And its closest competitor was back at 88. Had, had an index rate of 88. What was for, its closest? Flash, Flash, yeah, and Gorgar's number three. Man, I miss Firepower. Yeah, no, no doubt. Makes me want one. I want Firepower. It's crazy. Now back over on the video side, Monaco GP was number two, Galaxian was number three, Missile Command number four, Space Invaders still holding tight, number five, Deluxe Invaders. Well, that was already at least a year and a half or so uh-huh. old at that oh, yeah, point. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Still holding. Yep. Still a year, eighteen months later, still at number five. So that tells you the staying power of that game at that point in time. Uh, Deluxe Invaders number six, Astro Fighter number seven, Sprint two, which is a great game. Uh, number eight, Targ by Exidy number nine, and uh, good old ripoff dude number ten. And then, and then uh, Carnival by Gremlin comes in at an honorable mention for number 11. And you know what's interesting? Just paging back through this particular magazine, right, I, I'm looking at what is now a full-page color spread for Cinematronics Starcastle. A two-page color spread, full-page full, full page color spread for Starcastle. 
I mean, it's it's a, it's just unbelievable. That's one of those they're, what they're spending the money on. That's one of those that must have been, you know, I, I want to say paid off because as I'm flipping through this, again, as I mentioned, it's kind of interesting that a lot outside of the one Williams ad that I did finally trip across, all of these. This this is black and white. Yeah. This this basically oh, yeah. this whole issue is black and white, and there's a scant few color pages. The majority of those are advertisements, and like ninety something percent are from these lower tier companies. Like I just open a page, and here is a full page color ad, photographic quality picture of the cabinet, three screenshots from VentureLine for looping. Yeah, and it, it looping. Just, yeah, it, crazy. But you, but the Star Castle one must have hit because oh, yeah. Star Castle was a popular game back in the day. It's loved to this day. Um, in my opinion, if you don't love it, you can delete the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tracy, you'll 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 hear, you oh, I'll hear. No, no argument for yeah. me because I love Star Castle. But but I mean, Devilfish, who is? I don't. I'm going to have to Google this because I'm now. I, I now want to know what Devilfish is and why is this octopus hugging this dog? Yeah. And yeah, why I mean, are these two fish in the background? One playing a guitar, one playing a trumpet. You, I don't. You know. I mean, seriously, Brent. We ought to before we leave tonight. We ought to just get our phones out and just snap a couple pictures of each. Uh, just a couple selected photos from each one of these magazines and throw it up. Uh, you know, throw it up on the website or Facebook page or something so people can kind of see what we're talking about. I mean, get this. There, there's an article in here. It's just kind of uh, in this particular magazine. There's just kind of a, a mix of a few, just kind of like uh, news factoid articles. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is interesting for all the Nintendo fans out there. This, this article says Space Firebirds from Far East Video. Now I didn't know who Far East Video was, Mm-mm. but as it turns out, Far East Video Incorporated, the Seattle-based importer slash agent for Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo slash Japan video games is currently marketing their newest attraction called Space Firebird in the USA. The first samples were placed at selected locations in the U.S. back in July 1980, and collection reports have been very satisfactory. In, in quotes. <laughs> very satisfactory. Oh, yeah, yeah, quote, very satisfactory. Quote, according to Far East sales executive Ron Judy. Now, my question is, at this point, with with just the the love that I've got for all things Nintendo, I want to go research and find out everything I can that I can find out about Far East Video, and I want to find this guy Ron Judy is who, is who I want to find. Mr. Judy may be on Facebook. He very well if he's could. He's still with us. Yeah. Now get this: in 1980, okay, the the article goes on to say Nintendo, which has been in business for over a hundred years now, is a fixture in the Japanese electronics games business. And they reportedly sold 50,000 of their Space Fever video games to date. Their Space Firebird is their newest entry onto the world game market and is a combat game that features a rapid-fire laser gun and exploding bombs that throw shrapnel fragments at the laser. Attackers on Space Firebird move in unique patterns and formations, continually changing with each new wave. And a thousand points are scored by players if all attackers are destroyed. And the game can entertain either one or two players. And Space Firebird, which features a full color monitor, is available in cocktail, upright, and compact upright cabinet styles. For more information, contact Ron Judy at Far East Video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Address, I, you know, address. I don't know about help. you, but Ron Judy sounds like a uh, 
sounds like he might be a spy. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just these, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a James Bond, uh, James Bond-ish, villain-ish name, but still, it's cool. I mean, it's one of those things where you, this is a time capsule, and you go back and you look at the writing style and how they, how they sold to the public and how they sold to the distributors and everything like that. It's just, it's just neat. So, so yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, there, there's enough here to dig into, to dig into some history. So you talk, you know, you're talking about your star castle ad here. I am up in 1982. So a couple years later and I'm way back in the smaller classified ads. And these remind me of like what you, I guess they're still in newspapers. I haven't looked at a classified ad in newspaper in probably a decade, you know, since the, you know, the internet and all came about. Yeah. But it, it, looks like your classic classified ad where you're paying by the letter or the word and you call in and say run this yeah so here's a star castle so i'm this should this is used at this point all right so these are uh uh, these are going to be used games uh not necessarily the larger distributor listings so this one's coming out of york pennsylvania you know i guess oh yeah the the big york pinball show oh yeah yeah definitely and this this person has star castle for sale and it's eleven hundred dollars so that a used star castle at two years of age is still going to cost you in today's dollars, 3,272 bucks. That, that's just, that's, that's amazing. Utterly amazing. Now, so. Oh, he's got a fire power. So he's got 600 bucks on his fire power and that's going to cost you, you know, in today's dollars, 1787 bucks. Still. I mean, that, that's, that is. That's Two-year-old un- game. That's unbelievable. So, so Brent, I'll, I'll tell you, I think, uh, I, I think this has been a, a, a pretty interesting look into, you know, the, I guess, the time machine that was the, that was the industry at that, at that point. I, I would love to, to thumb through a few more of these magazines. And if, you know, if we get some positive reviews on this, kind of revisit the topic because, Man, who knows? You know, who knows how the how the money actually wind up going? Yep. You know, there's a, some sections we can touch on even. Bless you. Oh, bless you, Whitney. Oh man, that hurt. That For, had to come out. I'm sorry. I'm sure folks have heard us kind of sniffling and, and the like through this episode. We are in full on in allergy mode. Allergy and, and I, season. And I here, do apologize. Yeah, for that. in Kentucky. So, if you're close to this region, you know exactly what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. And, but, and Brent, that was me sneezing into my sleeve. Oh and, man. And, yeah, and I still is my gorf okay. It, You'll want to wipe it down, okay, but great. outside of that, it's good. Yep, yeah, yeah, great. So, so there's there's a tons of sections of these magazines that we could highlight, um, just from the the ads to you know additional talk of the ads to uh, you know just general industry news. And then I noticed here, Playmeter looks like they even run a section of new products, which is I guess analogous the Playmeter eighty two version of spending my money and things that are coming and games <laughs> that are games that are on the horizon and some stuff that we would recognize and other stuff that you know all these years later we're like no wonder we never saw that <laughs> yeah wow so let, let us know what you thought about this this little kind of you know back to the past discussion if you will and you know if it brought you some kind of chuckles or a little entertainment and it's something we could definitely visit again because oh, I, I think so i think so I, I think there's there's just solid gold in this there is some interesting things whitney take a look at this here is a um a four page color ad for it's almost like a little mini insert for a game called nato defense and the first page has got an od green background it just says nato defense classified in your typical like military type font 
page two, when you open it up, has got uh, like a, a, a map, a, 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 line, a line map of Europe. You know, so you see Italy, France, and um, the UK, and Germany, and all that fun stuff. And on the opposite page is a cabinet not necessarily deserving of four-page color yeah, yeah, for NATO true. defense. And it, it's just this white cabinet with a tank on the side of it, and the art looks like it's bootleg-type art. And the page four is a handful of screenshots, and it's from Pacific Novelty. And it's not even, you know, there's not even like an MSRP on it. And one of the screenshots says, War is Heck, in terrible 1982 arcade game font. It's just... Wow. It is miserably wonderful <laughs> it is it's great oh man yeah see I'm, I'm telling you you could sit here and kind of thumb through these things for hours i, I don't think this one worked out like star castle i think they the pacific novelty probably bet the bank on this and put a lot of money in this advertising and who's ever heard of nato defense yeah yeah it's, it's oh man it's this wild. stuff is great yeah i mean just just to kind of close this up i mean i'm, I'm looking I mean, there's full-page ads you know, from Stern. You know, it says, From the Boundless Minds of Sam Stern and Harry Williams, Pinball 1990. A conference 1980. Uh, no, this actually says 1990. Pinball 1990. And so it's like a futuristic look oh. is what it is into the state of pinball at 1990 is what it is. Oh, we're going to... That's almost a segment into itself because now we know... That's exactly right. And so, we could see if it was true. Uh-huh. That's exactly right. So, I mean, just it's just interesting, you know, as, as to what's in here. And, I, you know, there, there's a certain part of me that, that kind of makes me sad because... The, I mean, the Internet's got the Internet. Don't get me wrong. has got a lot of interesting stuff on it. But but this has just got charm to it. And and just industry, you just feel closer to the industry by reading this. And I just don't get that by, you know, surfing forums and just reading, you know, factoids, I guess. So I just Googled, and this this is the part of the episode where um, everyone listens to uh, Broken Token Google. Searching the internet. Searching the internet. Yeah. So I was I just said Playmeter magazine scans. It looks like Playmeter.com. It's out there. So apparently the magazine's still in print, which I, I was pretty sure I knew that to be the case. Um tokensonly.com. And it's a big thanks to Preston of No Cash Value. So that's gonna be Preston Burt yeah. from um the Game Room Junkies. It looks like he provided a couple scans of play meter. It looks like these. Oh, it looks like these are just specific pages dealing with um, whatever's kind of going on here. I'm just kind of wondering if if scans of these back issues were out there. We'll have to do a little more googling around, googling around, and if we can find like an archive, we can link these to these. Well, at least play meter and maybe see if uh, what do you have again? You've maybe, got replay. I've got, I've got replay. You got replay. Yeah. See if replays out there. Yeah. It, it, if you if anybody out there knows where there's an archive of these online, let oh, us know. Let I, us know. Yeah, I would love to go back and do some research here. I, I've got a handful, like I said, from the '80s. I've got some from the late '70s, and then I jump into the '90s. But uh, I would be really interested to see the late '80s stuff if it's if it's out there. And you know, Whitney, maybe this is gonna you know spur on a new collecting you know thing in my in my life and looking for back issues of play meter and, there, and there replay. You go. So. all right well all i can tell you is is that after looking at the inflation calculator the current market on games is really not all that bad if, no, if you think no. about it i mean a lot of people say oh they're just getting high getting high and it's like i get that and i agree with I it i think i think 
pinball prices are bu- busting out of the curve. Yeah, yeah. But videos, mm, I think I think pinball is running the bubble right now, yeah, so to speak. Yeah, but I, I would agree. But would still agree. not bad overall. All, All right, right, man. Well, so, well, we're not going to get out of this without maybe spending some of my money. So yeah, this, this so is uh, let's let's spend just a little bit here. I think you've just got one thing to yeah. cover, don't you? And this right. is this is as much of a request if anybody out there has got experience with these i'd be interested to know i'm thinking of buying a new oscilloscope i've been thinking of buying one for two years have you yes well i've got an old tektronics i don't even know the model of it and back in the day it was supposed to be like i think it was billed as one of their portable units and by portable meaning it is under like 50 pounds and has a big big handle hefty handle on it that you can use to tilt it back and put it on your two-wheeler and dolly it out it works. It's got a small display. It's old analog scope. But I've really gotten to the point of looking at these new modern digital scopes that are teeny tiny. I mean, they are a quarter of their width in terms of thickness. So okay. however wide they are, take a quarter of that, and they're not that deep. Yeah. yeah. Okay? Modern technology It's a wonderful, wonderful, a wonderful thing. thing. That's right. So I've been looking at and. I'm not wanting a high-end scope. I wanted to really stay kind of in that 450 well under $500 range. And what what has brought this on was prior episodes I've mentioned working on a Spy Hunter and then that Star Wars pinball as part of this uh, kind of labor cash deal to make that game buyout happen. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, it definitely came in handy fixing the sound on the Spy Hunter. I, I cracked it out. And, and and used it and it, it got me right where I needed to be hmm. zeroed in and I'm like okay perfect great yeah the uh, the Star Wars honestly if I would have been a little bit more adventuresome and made a way to actually support it over the game because I wasn't just going to set it on the play field yeah it, on it would have gotten me to the solution quicker I I feel if I would have had it where I could have used it, if it was usable. Okay. 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 So that's, what's kind of pushing me toward looking at one of these modern scopes that are really small, really lightweight, really easy to just pop open. Boom. There it is. It's, it's almost like opening up a tablet and going. Yeah. What I'm looking at is the Rigal DS 1054Z. And that, that scope has been out for a few years now. It's right at the $399 mark. And it's kind of that gold standard for your entry-level digital scope. Digital scope kind of yeah. maybe bordering on like lab grade, great for schools, full featured. But, you know, it's not a gigahertz scope with 82 channels. And for a hobbyist, it is right there it's right there in the sweet spot and i think rigal really made a big splash with it because it just seems to be like i said the gold standard when you get into that that kind of hobbyist super small business uh tight budget tight space in term you know features and and all that kind of stuff which what you get for the money okay here recently siglent has come out with their sd 21202 x and it's a much faster scope it's a fewer channels and it's at the 379 dollar mark you can do a lot with the rigol but you kind of got to wink wink hack it and the way you hack it is is there's some some key generators out there where you can feed it your serial number or whatever and it gives you wink wink 
keys to turn on all these features and bump it up closer to what the Siglent comes with right out of the box in terms of all the features and functions and stuff that's enabled. Okay. Okay. I, I don't feel comfortable doing that. If I were to to go ahead and fully unlock the Rigol, I think it comes in. I, I, I saw someone say it's like fifteen hundred bucks by the time you buy the scope and put all the all the buy all the keys to unlock everything. Oh, okay, gotcha. So and you're unlocking stuff like so a bunch of features I'd probably never use, uh, but the key stuff would be like. Uh, additional the memory is in it but to use all of it you have to have a key to unlock it to make it available stuff like that i'm really kind of leaning toward the the siglent at this point the the it's got two channels versus four in the rigol the four really isn't important to me i'm not wanting to buy channels i'm really kind of just more interested in uh, a good quality scope and honestly both of them are fast enough for anything that i would do yeah i was going to say i mean are they fast enough for yeah. the boards that you want to work on both of them are, are plenty fast yeah from the hip i'm looking at the siglent like it's the new hotness and i think rigol is going to turn around and bump it up here shortly because they finally got some competition in the market it might be a good time to buy it might be a good time to wait and see what siglent do, or rigol does for their their next product refresh i don't know okay. so that's kind of the question i've got out there if anybody has any suggestions uh i'd love to hear it these are the two that i've kind of focused in on because like i said they kind of fit that space I, i'm not going to be using this in a in a production type situation I feel I would use it more often because of the ease of use, the ease of setup, rather. Bingo. It's just port- accessible. Just portability yeah. on top of that. Absolutely. I mean, you could move it around and actually take it with you right. somewhere. If, yeah. I was, if I needed to work on a pen and I couldn't set the board up on a, on, on a bench, I'm not worried about taking that thing and just setting it on the glass or laying a towel on the play field and sitting on the play field because it hardly weighs anything. And it's yeah. tiny in yeah. comparison to the old analog scope that I've got. So... Either one of these is a huge step up, but I, I, I'm burdened with too many choices is what it kind of comes down to. So there is no doubt about yeah. it. And, and I will tell you, it's that, it's that plethora of options yes. that has kept me from settling on any one specific scope mm-hmm. and plucking down any money. Because I, I mean, to my, to my own detriment, I have not spent enough time researching the digital options mm-hmm. that would that would suffice for an old analog tektronics or something like yeah. that yeah so it, i i totally get it I, i've looked at these long enough that the the siglent has come about as a player okay and it's been out there now long enough to have had the complaints about all right what's the first problem out of the box yeah and go through several firmware updates and have all that stuff addressed yeah um and really to me the winner there is just that it's newer and i think rigol is kind of resting on their laurels a little bit in that sub 400 dollars space and now they're gonna have to pour a little gas to it because somebody's (laughs) when when the siglent first came out it's a 200 megahertz scope it was originally when the demo units went out they were 100 okay and siglent had a 200 megahertz front end in it and they just decided okay they told even told the reviewers we're changing it we're going to enable the 200 yeah so i think rigol is going to change up and right now i think i've waited long enough where i'll end up having buyer's remorse if i buy something now yeah you know so anyway like i said if you all have got if anybody out there has experience with either of these or they have another suggestion 
or maybe there we have some industry insiders out there in the audience that that might just want to say wink wink set on your hands till january yeah i'm willing to do yeah, that no I've, problem i mean know, i'm in no hurry no so that's absolutely fine. not yeah all right, so I'm going to spend some of my own money eventually. No, trust me, you'll spend yep. some of mine at some point too. But yep. it, it's good. I'll do this one uh, tag along by you know, proxy. You know, whenever huh? I dig in and actually start buying tools and equipment, yeah. generally you, you and that's all right. Yeah. This is going to sound terrible, but it's all right. You cabbage on that research, and shortly thereafter, you end up with the same stuff. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I will, I will certainly do. Because let me tell you, it's, it's time... Yes, that that you're buying me back, and oh, so I, I understand. So I trust it, and it's like I look at it, and it's like, yeah, that's that that looks like. Once you've got something like that to compare other things against, mm-hmm. and you know, okay, I've got a standard here that I can look at and say, is this good, bad? Is this good, bad? Is this good, bad? Is this right, wrong, or otherwise? It makes that choice like ten thousand times easier. Yes, it, it does. It it really does. Yes. Well, and I do the same thing with you when it comes to the restoration type stuff. Because I honestly, oh, I'm not, not going to steer you yeah, wrong on that. I, stuff. I, I, some of the products, if it fits, if it fits my collection, mm-hmm. or if it's for something that I know I want in my collection, I'll buy it. Oh yeah, I've bought, yeah. I've got plenty of parts sitting in there on the shelves yeah. for games that I don't own, exactly. but I would like to own. Yeah, yeah, you and me both. So, so that's how I was sitting on the bezel for the burger time. Yeah. Exactly, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, it's a, yeah. I, I sat on that bezel a long time, but yeah. when it needed, I knew that I wanted that game. And when yep. when all the pieces finally crossed together, it's I, like, I had it. It's like you got a you got a perfectly screen printed bezel for Burger Time ready yep. to go. So, all right, man. How about let's do some news and feedback? Let's do it, Winnie. All right. We've talked a little industry news from the past. Yeah. Let's talk a little current industry news. Well, I think this is this is timely, Bryn, and I appreciate that because what we what we opened with um, for show number fifty eight was the discussion around the uh, the arrest of John Trudeau, and here we are, roughly four weeks later, and uh, it, th- that case has moved a little bit. There's no doubt, but we'll cover that here in just a second. But I thought this was really interesting, and I, I think this is a, this is a good move by Stern. So, um, at the time of this recording, I'm sure I'm sure several people have heard about this, but Zach Sharp, legendary pinball player in his own right, and son of uh, Roger Sharp. He was hired as the marketing director at Stern Pinball. And it's interesting, and, and the reason why the reason why I think this is interesting is because of the way that he kind of uh, rolled into this role. And his first address as the as the marketing director, essentially the the the, the face and, and the mouth of, of Stern Pinball, was addressing the arrest of John Trudeau. And I'll read this here real quick because I think he did a real good job. And this is quote. Zach Sharp says, It's unfortunate that a topic such as this is my first formal communication to the company as an official voice of Stern Pinball, but we wanted to address the community about this extremely unfortunate and sensitive situation. Like the community, we are processing a litany of emotions over the allegations against John Trudeau, and he is currently not reporting to Stern Pinball. Stern Pinball does not support or condone this type of alleged behavior in any capacity and will and we and will be donating to Hope for Justice, the premier charity in the fight against human trafficking. So, end quote. 
So that was Zach's first address to the public or to the media as the marketing director at Stern Pinball. So uh, Zach, I think you know, kudos to you. I, that was that was a fine a fine way to a fine way to address a topic that no one would want to start out at their first day on the job having to report about or to address rather. So let me add in here, Whitney. Yeah, and part of this is kind of a little bit of a failure on my part. Uh, we started the show last month episode yeah. 58 uh-huh. discussing this and our feeling our direction our thought was hey look let's take all this this energy for lack of a better term and channel it into something good and focus it on something that's near and dear to a lot of us which yeah. is gaming and spreading you know goodwill and cheer and and fun and laughter and oh, yeah. good memories and good times uh, especially to, to, to folks in need through, and our choice was Project Pinball. Correct. So uh, I, I had a note out to Project Pinball to try to get a total uh, a total of donations list, you know, fr- from us with you know, listed. I'll, I'll spit out here in a second, Winnie. Uh, a total of the donations where we were listed somewhere in the don you know in the donation form yes. to let them know that it was you know in response to our ask of our audience yeah. and unfortunately just this was one of those life caught up with me and yeah. I, I didn't get a request out to Dan Spolar in in a, in a reasonable amount of time and I haven't had opportunity to hear back from Dan so I, I take that straight on the nose. Yeah, no, it, it's all good. I mean, I, I will say this. I had several people message me and said, hey, just donated to Project Pinball after listening to the show. And those people know who they are listening here. And I just want to say thank you for doing that. It, it, it's it's stellar of you to rise to that occasion and uh, and, and help make a difference for, for, some, for some children in need. So, so that's awesome. So how about this? We'll have an update. How about I, this? That's what I was going to say. Let's... Will you all help me overcome my failure? <laughs> and let's just carry this out for another month. Yeah, that's fine. Um, the ask again is to go out and go to Project Pinball. It's projectpinball.org and make a donation. And, and I, I don't care what it is. If you've got a buck, if you've got five bucks, 50 bucks, 500 bucks. Uh, last last episode, I, I made a comment. You know, if you've got a machine that's been sitting in the garage and you finally decided to uh, take a little of your your folding money and apply it to that machine and go order a new set of rubbers or order a mod or something, you know, if it sat there for a month or a year or whatever, or it's a machine in your game room, it, it can wait a little bit. Take take that money and turn around and donate it to Project Pinball. I mean, I did it. I know. Uh, uh, Whitney's mentioned other folks that have done it. Yeah. Whitney, I think, has had the opportunity to do it. And wait wait a week or so and get the mod later. You know, yeah. it's gonna you know, it's gonna be there. It's gonna be there. That's that's exactly right. And, so. and again, I there's a place in the once you get, I believe, all the way into the, to finalize the donation where you can put a note in there. If you could drop broken token in there, uh, and I mentioned it to Dan to take a look if he could with or without a space. We we do it officially with no space, broken token altogether. Yeah. If you could stick that in there just as an indicator where you kind of heard the plea for this, yeah. we would love to report back that, hey, 
we we were able to raise this much money and yeah. we know where it's going and we yeah. know it's going to do some good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so through through various channels, uh, like I say, we've already gotten some reports that, that, that that's been done and we we cannot thank our listenership uh, enough for, for doing that and rising to that occasion. So uh, just real quick, by, by way of an update here, mm-hmm. John's uh, court date was September the 18th, uh, 2017. And if you go and do a public record search and uh that search does show that he did appear for court and uh now has a new date of of october the 23rd and that uh that poten- that date is looks like it is set for arraignment at that point uh brent so um that's where it sits right now uh interesting point here all the threads on Pinside that discuss this topic they they get locked pretty quickly at this point and brent i've gone out and done a search and um, there's there's a few threads. I'd say more, a little more than a handful. Um, and like I say, they, they'll get a few replies in, and then bam, they they get locked down. So at this point, really, all we know is what we can find publicly. Okay, mm-hmm. through through the through the legal record search, which is what I'm using. Okay, I'm assuming to state this. I'm assuming the the threads just quickly kind of devolve. Right? They do, and that's the and that's the that's the thing about it. And and so I because of that, I understand why they're locked by Pinside. I get that. Mm-hmm. And you're right. And they do. They they devolve and they devolve relatively quickly. Um, you would like to think that that there would be a thread where the facts here could be discussed, but I, I, I guess to everybody's credit, um, we all do what what nature you know what nature compels us to do, which is we speculate and we talk and, and everything like that. So I, I get it, you know, it just is what it is. But uh, anyway, that's where that uh, that's where that topic sits. So I, at this point, uh, it looks like we're waiting for the uh, waiting for the court system to continue its work. So Whitney, tell you what, let's shift into um, uh, nicer times, nicer oh, yeah, topics, and so let's let's get into some feedback and can just leave that leave that where it is. Where I mean, it sits, yeah. Um, even that's kind of hard a hard thing to say because it's 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 a larger issue that that I feel that we all should be aware of. Oh yeah, you should definitely be aware of it. But. Um, but you, yeah, yeah. We, we can't dwell and and just want to report the facts and then move on. So yep. absolutely, that's, that's pretty much where that's, that's a good way to put it. With you, yeah. thank you. So all right, yeah. so let's move into some email. Yeah. Okay. So this first, uh, well, Brent, I'll tell you what. We, I've just got one. I had I had time to pull it. Okay, and so it does uh, it does take take a couple of seconds here to read through. But I, I think it, I think that this was one of the more interesting ones that we've gotten in quite some time. So this is from uh, listener Bill Farnsley, and Bill writes in, and, and he starts it out just just very, 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 very interesting here. And I'll, I will read through this pretty quick, Brent. Uh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, the year was 1970-something. A blast of cold air greeted me as I followed my parents through the automatic doors of the thrifty Dutchman grocery store. I always had the option to hang out in the car on grocery day, ostensibly to ensure Dad's CB radio didn't walk away while my parents were inside shopping. I enjoyed sitting behind the huge steering wheel pretending to be Speed Racer. Never mind my Mach 5 was a forest green Plymouth. (laughs) Never mind my parents relied on a four-foot-tall, 60-pound car alarm to keep would-be burglars away. It was a different time. And it was hot outside, so in I went, intent on a grape gumball from one of the machines, and not knowing that destiny, that, uh, not knowing that destiny was waiting just inside the door. It was huge and noisy and colorful, and I had never seen anything like it. I was immediately captivated by this coin-operated monolith called Stunt Pilot. 
Did you ever play that? I have not, and this is this seems so familiar, and it's so I'm gonna go look it up. Yeah, look it up. So, and I've not played it either. So, so Bill oh, goes on to write. I, I've got memories, and it's oh, gonna be oh, good deal because I, I I have to look it up. But but Bill goes no, on. No, I've got memories because I had my hands on a very very nice one of these. Oh wow! And I had to make this is an EM game. Oh, and had to let it go. And I had to make the will I ever find time to deal with this oh, call? Gotcha. And I had to let it go. Oh, I see. Yep. I see. I'm going to have to look it up. So so Bill goes on to write, Lucky for me, the teenager who was playing didn't mind or was too stoned to notice me climbing up <laughs> on a It was a different time. <laughs> and it was a different time to peer inside that fascinating box. My memory of this first introduction might not be completely accurate, but it captures the feeling of the moment. And you know what he's you know what he's capitalizing on or what he is gravitating towards, Brent, is that 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 instant shock of nostalgia mm-hmm. that makes something stick with you for the next 35 years and that and, and like i like i mentioned brent on on the litany of games that or the handful of games that i mentioned that we were kind of talking about early on that just make that indelible impression on yep. you it, it's it's pretty amazing i don't know what triggered so bill goes on to write i don't know what triggered such long such longing and excite and excitement but it was a feeling I would experience again and again, no matter it was a beat-up old pinball in the foyer of Danner's Five and Dime or the glossy, glowing sleekness that seemed to saturate the air in front of Aladdin's Castle in Clarksville, that's Indiana, <laughs> yep. Green Tree Mall. There is nothing like it, and although there is no revisiting that glory again except in my head, I still catch a glimpse from time to time out in the wild, but mostly from people like you who never outgrow the charm in all its form of that fascinating box. And then Bill goes on to write, now the short version. Hi, my name is Bill Farnsley. <laughs> Hi, Bill. I, yeah, hey, Bill. I live in Indiana and work in Louisville as a, as a front-end developer. My wife and I have a handful of games, and I was searching for someone to do some repair work. My regular guy sort of fell off the face of the planet when I came across your website. That led me to your Facebook page, and then back to the website, and now an hour or so later, I just subscribed to your podcast. I bet you don't get many contacts that start with the year was. Anyway, I just wanted to introduce myself and say hello. Looking forward to binging Broken Token. <laughs> Later, Bill. Well, Bill, thank you so much for that. And I That you, was awesome. That Bill. was awesome, Bill. And you will get an email reply on that one, Bill. There's no doubt about it. But it I mean, just wasn't that the coolest thing? That it, because it just captured the essence does, of the it nostalgia. Did. It, it really did. This was Bill's writing. It, it, okay, I'll just say it, it was amazing. It's because eloquent. You're you're right. It it captured. It, it took you there. It did. It just wasn't. Man, I remember this game. Yeah. Back it was called Stunt Pilot, <laughs> and it was in yeah. the grocery store. My parents. It was so cool. It was, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, but that that description. That do you remember? I think it was one of, if not the first SFGE. They did a like a VIP party for the 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 panel speakers and and all that. Oh yeah. After hours, and they brought in a band, and then they they did they they had you know lasers in the room. Kind I, of more oh, like I remember disco this ball well. light. Yeah. Deal. And it was that 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 feeling to me was like walking into the to an arcade back yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah. That of, of all the time that i'd spent in the hobby and of all the game rooms i've been in including my own game room that was the closest that was the closest yes. to the people in yeah this, but i wasn't it wasn't my game room so i wasn't there answering 50 questions yeah you know, which is fine yeah you know but 
I was just there to play and talk to people and have a good time. And that's kind of, I was there with Bill. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I get it. And you know something, you mentioned that because I even contacted uh, Joel and Dana Reeves after the fact. Mm-hmm. And I said, you have got to send me the playlist that you guys used that night for that party. And he sent it to me. And, you know, Joel sent it to me. And uh, I'll tell you, I've been working on, I've been working on a, a little side project and I'm probably not going to have it done for another couple of months, but it does involve some of that music. Okay. And so I'll bring it up on the podcast when the time okay, is cool. right. But yeah, it, it, it's, it takes you there so much that you want to invest a little bit in it. So it's you cool know, stuff. You know, I have to read, after hearing this read from Bill, I feel kind of crummy when I described, you know, in like four words, the the draw that brought me to Time Pilot and Gore. <laughs> well, you know what? We, I really we all, swinging a miss. We all, we all pine for a better day, Brent. So <laughs> so that, that's how it goes. But yeah, e- email that that was the one that uh, that stole the show right there. So Bill, thank you so much. All right, Wendy. So let's move on to Twitter, and here's one from uh, Mike Martin, and it's a product review slash test of an AR2 tester. So uh, for folks that may not be aware, the AR2 is the the kind of the more common through the the larger run of the Atari games. There was an AR1 and on the front side. I think it was only like for one game. I think it was just an Asteroids. Yeah. It and one, then, one of the very early ones. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the bulk of your... Uh, you know, from from then on, they went to, to a, a version of AR2 until like toward the end of that, that run of what was Atari and they had AR3 in a few yeah, games. AR3 but, in a few you know, games. Your centipede yeah. and uh, pole, uh, position. pole position, yeah. you know, mo- your color vectors, you're going to have some yeah. flavor of the AR2. Yeah. And th- this is a, looks like a cool little tester to test those boards out. And Whitney and I were talking about this earlier because actually I was considering maybe rigging up something. Yeah. And I thought, man, this is cool. But unfortunately... Tell us what the deal is, Whitney. Yeah, it's it's from a, a company called Golden Age Arcade Parts, and uh, if if you've been around the hobby for any length of time, you, you might you might know of this name. Uh, um, the, this company is the uh, is the producer of some really really nice aftermarket harnesses, but uh, this product doesn't seem to be for sale any longer. Yep, and their web store is currently down. And uh, you go to their website and. Um, you can find it just by searching Golden Age Arcade Parts. And, and they, they say that the store will come back, and we hope that it does, and we hope this product will, will come back. But we'll have a link in the show notes to uh, to listener Mike's uh, YouTube video and where, where he does he does a good product review of this. And it looks like a really handy tool to have. I mean, it's just one of those things that, okay, I mean, am I going to use it every day? No. But when I do use it, it's it's really nice because it, it, you go through the video, and it pretty much gives you yes, no. Mm-hmm. And, and that's and that's that's where that has some value to it yeah so i'm, I'm kind of hoping it comes back because you know personally you know and i'm get, guessing a lot of folks that are in the hobby and have a lot of projects or even just honestly a few projects yeah in, in little time little gadgets like that they're they're step savers man right you're buying yourself time uh, yes i can spend a few dollars for a nice quality product that does the same thing uh, maybe it's me clearing my bench and testing these yeah. power supplies and, and yeah. rigging up, you know, Lord knows what kind of contraption to yeah. do it. Maybe in a one shot, 
and you know here it is and i can reuse it and reuse it and reuse exactly. it so i really hope this makes its way back yeah i do, I do too um next one is from uh is from mark bell and he writes uh, congratulations to whitney and alex an amazing story that even the dog is enjoying reading and uh this is a picture of uh just the skyskipper article from uh, from Re- from retro gamer magazine so uh thank you mark with for a that. dog reading it yeah and, and literally with a dog reading the magazine he's and, got uh, I'm glad that it was. Uh, it, I'm glad that the pup is uh, is getting it, getting it some uh, some education. He's got several of of your more favorite things there in one picture. That, that he does. That the, he does. Uh, arcade gaming. Yeah. Skyskipper. Oh yeah. And puppies. And puppies. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I I love I love dogs, man. I love dogs. This next tweet from David Corrigan proves yet again <laughs> why I should get on the Twitter bandwagon. I, I read ahead, Whitney, and I don't know if you saw me over here trying to hold my laughter down, but David tweeted at Broken Token after after hearing your latest episode which was 58 uh in in that episode the back quick backstory is is i chronicled my experience at a local comic-con that was kind of sketch sketch yeah but but entertaining entertaining nonetheless yes i had a good time yeah you know uh david tweeted after hearing your latest episode i guess uh, I'll cancel my sugar glider vendor. I thought rodents and arcade games went together. <laughs> David, that's a solid choice, touché. young man. Yeah, solid t- choice. Touche, touche. We'll talk a little bit about uh, David's show here toward the end yeah. of our show. Yeah, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, listener Mike Martin again. He said, uh, he said, new episode uh, on your update. You said Jermaine. Something in me thought, what do the Germans have? To, what do the Germans got to do with it? And uh, and I replied, I said, oh, they have everything to do with it. And he replied back, Smokey and the Bandit forever. <laughs> ninjas. It's now ninjas. It's now ninjas. There you go. There you go. All right. Yeah, that's that's a good one, Mike. Well, well played, Mike. Well played. So this, I can't. Who is this next? This this is your Frogger connection, man. This is your Frogger hookup. Okay. Dude. And who who? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> Casey. I, I'm sorry. The the mic went down. I couldn't no, hear anything. No, I. I, I dearly, what was his name? I dearly love Casey. What was yeah. his name? Listener Casey Ralford. I, it went dead. My headphones. He must. My headphones went. He must. Oh, he must be dead to me. Is he? Is this someone? <laughs> poor casey oh yes. this is yeah. somebody's dead to me yeah. oh well okay well uh, you wave when you're done reading whatever this is because i, I won't hear it. fair enough yeah casey <laughs> says he's back cat- he's back cataloging episodes should cover approximately 400 commutes what have i done late bloomer <laughs> hashtag wits laryngitis oh he is he's at that he's at those episodes where i would lose my voice <laughs> and uh hashtag f350 harness definitely yes oh. sir yes uh, K- Casey's a solid guy. Yeah, he, he is, is a solid guy. Yes, he he, is. he and his wife Dolly are, are awesome. Oh, people. they, they are beyond awesome. Love them both. Love if you, them if you get a chance to to meet him in a show, you know, yeah. walk up, say hi. Um, make sure you can watch Casey. Don't let him close your wallet. Uh, <laughs> so the F three fifty harness. That oh, that must have been we when we went to Cincinnati. Uh huh. Yeah. And in uh, the truck. Yeah. 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 The problem with the truck. And then I then I, oh I was so gosh. remember I was so sick I had laryngitis. Oh. We missed every turn due to gps or lack thereof and i remember and then the truck broke down and i finally i remember saying to the show i recounting the story where i looked over at you and you were looking at your phone and you were doing you weren't doing turn by turn you were looking at the map and yeah. every every road you chose was either closed or had some issue or was or was the turn we needed behind us and i just finally said what is wrong with that thing yeah <laughs> exactly i said Yep, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that day that day was a comedy of errors, no oh. doubt. 
That's I don't gr- think it was the phone. I think it was the operator. And I was I was in a bad state anyway. That's one so. of those things that you look back on and laugh, but in the middle of it, you're like, this this is terrible. <laughs> this, why are we doing this? Oh. So, so my, listener Mike Martin replied, and he said, I think it was episode six where they really nailed the show. And Mike, I, will, I, I, I am going to have to graciously disagree with you. I think it was episode 58 where we really <laughs> nailed the show. Uh, and he said, I remember messaging Whitney on, on the old coin-op space about how good that cast was. And so, Mike, that's awesome. Thank you. And Casey says, unfortunately, iTunes only goes back to episode eight. I'm on episode 15 now. And I didn't realize that. I'm going to have to go back and look at the iTunes feed and make sure that it's got all the episodes. But they may be aging out. And that's yeah. that, that, that's the thing. I don't know. I hear that on other shows where, yeah. where they hear, you know, they, they get some feedback and they hear from listeners and they, they want to go back and binge early shows. But... And I don't know if it's an iTunes setting. You're kind of the master on that side of the yeah, house. Yeah, I'll have to go back yeah. and look at it. But anyway, you can pull every episode straight off the website, uh, including the strap episode. And, uh, <laughs> and I did, I did hashtag that with our with hashtag arcade that's, NPR. That's back when we set the standard. Yeah, that is true. I mean, that is Whitney, true. You, we haven't lived up to that lately, man. No. I mean, t- time or, or just busyness has. Uh, has has caused us to stray a little bit away from that from that early hard one format, you know. I mean, those early episodes, Whitney. I mean, we talked. How uh, many hours did we talk about Ratchet Straps? Uh, three. If we wanted to, you and I could have an episode. You and I could have a podcast. In every podcast, we would all we would have to do would be dis, would be to discuss the color of a given bicycle yeah and we could we could talk about that for three or four hours we I'm could sure. we could we could and i don't know if we're doing anybody any and we favors, could just do solid color do bicycles <laughs> you know we not any any fancy graphics yeah. i mean we just run through the rainbow colors and call it call it quits you know call it a day mm. but yeah anyway good 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 stuff but oh uh, you gotta did you did you mention this you can pull every episode straight off the website straight off the yeah. website yeah, yeah. So, they're yeah. All there. so if you pull if you pull the i will say this Instead of subscribing through iTunes, if you subscribe, if you take your podcatcher and just subscribe through the RSS feed off the website, you'll get every single episode and they'll never age out because that RSS feed started at episode one and it and it is cumulative. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, uh, but iTunes is just uh, the gold standard and always easier. But yeah, if you go straight to the website, grab the feed, you're good. So this came in via Facebook from uh, R.D. Reynolds, and th- this is in response to episode 58. Yeah. And he, R.D. said, just wanted to, s- to say you had another great podcast this month. I look forward to your show more than any other. Keep up the great work. And, yeah, thank you, R.D. Uh, R.D., That's awesome. we, we really appreciate that. It, yeah. Sometimes it gets to be, we've talked about this, you know, Life has been really, really tight in terms of time for both Whitney and I on and off this past feels like a year. year. It feels like a year. Yeah. I've gone through a super tight spell. Whitney's gone through a super tight spell. And we've both at the same time gone through super tight spells. It we 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 still make it happen. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. we, you know, if, if, we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we appreciate yeah, it. Thank you, thank you so yeah, very that, much. That's that's what makes it worthwhile right there. So this one I also pulled off Facebook for you, Whitney. <laughs> yeah, and, and I laughed out loud. I, you need to read this one. Yeah. So this is listener Eddie Cox, and he's saying, in reference to episode 58, cover your ears, baby. Whitney didn't mean anything by that. And Eddie's got his hands over the van. The he's hugging. He's, he's, he's caressing his vanguard. Yes. And he looks oh, kind yes. of shocked. Like, why would you say that? Yeah, why would you say that? 
but I stand by my statement. <laughs> So anyway, so there, so there is that. But but Eddie, thank you. Uh, you win the internet for this episode, Eddie. No <laughs> doubt about it, sir. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. So and that's that is actually uh, out on our Facebook page. We haven't mentioned it much in this episode, but you know a lot goes on uh, between the shows on Facebook. Yeah, and and I'll say not so much. Re- I mean, Brent, you've been carrying the mail on that one for the past month or two, um, just just due to time constraints and everything like that. But yeah, we we definitely try to get content up there in between the show. So, so yeah. you know, one of the hot things kind of running right now is I've threatened to do it kind of on air and more off air is a folder of the interesting things that, that Whitney and I turn up when we break open a game. You know, like you just recently picked up the Gorf. If there's anything in there, that would be really cool. And right we'll now, we'll find out. Yeah. So I've got a series of pictures up there that are, I just got them uh, termed game and then in quotes, repairs. And, and I'm actually, I'm kind of questioning that because looking at some of the, some of the comments are hilarious. Uh, there's some of them are good. But looking at some of the, the, the comments, I, I think that a few people actually think that these are repairs that I've made (laughs) that I've done in this way, this fashion. But, you know, just for a quick example, I've got the picture of a joystick base in here and it's a Wicco joystick and every one of the switches are zip tied onto the, onto the joystick because the switches aren't the right switches and they wouldn't fit in the holders. So whoever did it zip tied them on and not only did they zip tie them on, they zip tied the four switches in with uh, three different kinds of kinds of zip ties. And as if that wasn't enough, when they tied all the ground wires together, (laughs) they did it with duct tape. Yeah, there you go. So that's one of the pictures that's out there. I've got uh, an interesting power cord that I came across and uh, um, for some reason I keep finding repairs that are done with wall anchors. I'm not entirely sure how that happens, but instead of a nut, someone's used a wall anchor. Uh, these, so. I mean, some of these are just absolutely classic, man. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to dig through some of mine as well and add to this because I mean, to date, all these pictures have been ones that you found, Brent. But I, I don't know that power cord takes the cake to me. The zip tie, the, the zip tie joystick micro switch is good. Power cord takes the cake. <laughs> yeah. I just ended up cutting that sucker off and just, you know, back about a foot and just redid the whole thing. I but, don't blame you. Oh, no. Are you talking about the shredded one or are you talking about the one that's done with the quick disconnect? The, the one that's done with the quick disconnect. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's the one to me yeah. that takes the cake. So if you want to see what the, what we're talking about, we're not going to describe it. You need to go out to the Facebook, our Facebook page, you know, broken to- or Facebook.com slash broken token and just look over at our albums. Uh, honestly, if you could scroll down the wall, there will probably be several of those that are that are within the feed because we I've been posting these you know quite often. Get you over into the album and take a look at the pictures that are out there, and you know make a comment, leave a comment. Yeah, I mean some of these are just I mean they're just hilarious. If you found man. if you found some dodgy repairs, you know shoot us a message or post to the Facebook page. That's what Eddie did, and of course I'll. I'm going to wake up in a cold sweat looking at that, you know, that, that look on Eddie's face. Oh, my. Ooh, it's just, it, it, it'll, 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 haunt, it'll haunt you. It's haunting. You're yeah. right. He's, that's the part. That's the exact word. He is. I think he's genuinely upset that you disparaged Vanguard. Yeah, I'm going to have to reach out to him one to one and just say, hey, listen, dude, no, there, was, there was no animosity meant in yeah. the Vanguard statement. Y'all may have. Outside of whatever animosity was in the Vanguard statement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> whatever animosity is in the Vanguard statement. <laughs> All right, Whitney. 
So we mentioned uh, David Corgan earlier in some upcoming shows. So let's touch on that. Yeah. So we've got uh, upcoming show uh, November 10th through the 12th of 20 in, here in 2017, the Grand Ole Game Room Expo. Uh, and that's going to be held at the Franklin Marriott Cool Springs. Uh, you can find more information on this uh, show at, at um, www.grandolexpo.com. And we are. And that's O L E, Grand O L E Expo.com. Yep. yep. Grand O L E, Grand O L Expo.com. Say it like we're in Tennessee. Yep. Grand Expo.com. And uh, look, really looking forward to going to that show. Uh, if everything works out uh, logistically, uh, Skyskipper will be there. And uh, I think we're going to do a couple seminars. And uh, David has got just some fantastic, uh, just just some fantastic things kind of queued up for uh, for people who bring games. Uh, there's going to be a really cool giveaway, I think, of a of an Aerosmith Pro. Pinball. I think it is. Believe yeah, it is. Yep. yeah, yeah. So I mean, just tons of stuff and. Uh, I mean that that show is just it's orchestrated so well and I, I'm I'm looking forward to it now so yeah it's going to be a load of fun. If you haven't checked out the Grand Old Game Room Expo's Facebook page, I would suggest you do it because Dave uh, David keeps posting you know updates as things are coming up yeah. and one of the cool things that I've seen David David be able to do with his show that I haven't really caught at other shows. He's working with vendors to get some really cool specials for folks that attend his show. Okay. And he'll post that to his Facebook page. I know he's got some stuff in the works out there with uh color DMD and with Marco specialty. Yeah. So uh, I, I honestly, myself, I need to go back and see what else is there. These are things that I've noticed as they've come across my wall. I would highly recommend that after you visit the Broken Token Facebook page and, and throw you, us a like and you throw us a like that you go over to the Grand Old Game Room Expo page <laughs> now and we will see you down there oh yeah yeah we'll be there in full force looking forward to it now you mentioned Color DMD yes now you know that that was just released a ROM was just released for Dirty Harry you right n- you know yeah I no longer have a Dirty Harry I know it, I mean timing is everything isn't it <laughs> it's crazy Dirty Harry had to go I know I know man and just it, it just literally within what a few months yeah that that happened it's it's crazy and, and don't get me wrong I miss Dirty Harry I was going through my phone the other day kind of cleaning up some pictures and looking at looking at shots of that game again yeah and actually the shots that I took when I sold it yeah. I liked the game. Yeah. I had fun with the game. The game I had was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was nice. But it was the one that didn't make it. And yeah. it, it went out to make space and free up some capital when Ghostbusters came yeah. in. So Totally understood. Now, the, the only thing I can say is if Color DMD is going to be at the Grand Ole Game Room Expo, um, and if we're going to hopefully have maybe some new ROM announcements, Maybe, just maybe, Ghostbusters could be one of those, or Star Trek could be one of those. If they want to prize some money out of Whitney, that's how they'll do it. I bet you'll see Star Trek before Ghostbusters. I because bet you will. Star Trek's been out there long enough. Yeah. They've finally walked away from it, yeah. in my opinion. Is it still in production? Can you still buy no, that? Okay. No, no. Um, Seem like I know they've got several games, air quotes, on the line, and uh-huh. I wasn't sure if that was still one. No. From what I understand, it has ceased. Um, Ghostbusters, it wouldn't. I, I'm hoping, honestly, because there's still stuff left to do in the game. Oh, that there's there's at least I hope it's code. not. I hope it's not orphaned at this yeah. point. And, and I'm and I'm almost afraid it is. And I don't know if that's intentional or not by Stern, but mm-hmm. it just it it could feel that way real fast. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you. I'm hoping that it's not. Yeah, I hope it's not. Anyway, color DMD. Looking forward to seeing there. Get get more. Want to spend Whitney's money? That's how you spend Whitney's money, right there. 
Um, next one up is Free Play Florida, uh, November 17th through the 19th in Orlando, Florida at the Hilton Doubletree SeaWorld. And uh, more information on that at wp.freeplayflorida.com. I doubt we'll, I doubt I'll, we'll make that show, but uh, one year would certainly. Yeah, we need it. to actually put that on the yeah, list, Whitney. Yeah, yeah, just because sure. it's Florida, and if I'm going to Orlando, I'm going to Disney. Yeah, no, and free play Florida. No, no doubt. But there's uh, there's there's good friends down there, and it would it would be it'd be a good show to go yep. to. I know. So uh, from the list that we have, we're going to go ahead and tip over into 2018 in uh, March. Uh, the second through the fourth is going to be Louisville Arcade Expo, uh, of course here in Louisville, Kentucky, and that's www.arcaderx.com. And of course they've got a Facebook page too, Louisville Arcade Expo. Yeah. And then last but certainly not least on the list, and uh, Brent, this is one that um, I've had uh, I've had uh, a couple folks, friends of the show, reach out and say, "Hey, are you guys going to TPF?" And I'll tell you what, I would love to go to Texas Pinball Festival. Would love to go. But um, at this point, uh, still undecided, but uh, man, I know it would be a lot of fun. March 16th through the 18th, 2018 in Frisco, Texas at the Embassy Suites Hotel and Convention Center. More information at TexasPinball.com. If you're a show organizer, you're affiliated with a show, if you want to reach out to us and kind of give us your information, we would, you know, love to put you in our list and then just kind of keep people aware of what oh, you've yeah. got coming up. Yeah, so keep, keep bubbling it up yeah, every month. Please feel free to reach out to us and you know, we'll stick you in the list and we'll talk about you oh, once yeah. a month. Yeah, no no problems there at all. All right, Brian, how do people find us, man? We are everywhere. We are on Rob O'Hare's wonderful throwback network at www.throwbacknetwork.net. We're on iTunes, and we'd ask, please leave a review and rate the podcast. Uh, We've mentioned this before, and it truly does. It helps to get us noticed and kind of really increase our reach. This is a, uh, that's a completely selfish, shameless plug. We make no money from it whatsoever. We just, we just need to inflate our ego. All right. And bump up the review count. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. Bump up the review count. Yeah. Um, Stitcher Radio, we're on Xbox Music and the Google Play Store. Yeah, and social media, easy enough to find. Uh, it's just Broken Token everywhere uh, you would want to find us. Uh, Facebook.com slash Broken Token, Twitter at Broken Token, and then our website, BrokenToken.com. And once again, I like to ask everybody uh, to really, really seriously consider going out and um, dropping a donation off to Project Pinball. Yeah, That's yeah. ProjectPinball.org. Yeah, we would greatly appreciate it. And with that, Brent... That would be episode 59. So uh, it's been it's been a great fun podcasting. A little bit of a different show this month. Mm-hmm. and That's I good. Had, that's fine. I had, I had no idea that the values of those games would actually hold through to what we see on the market today, you know, through through the replay in the, in the uh, Playmeter magazine. So I, I thought that was pretty cool, man. But anyway, everybody, we thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next month. And uh, until then, game on. Congratulations, you made it to the end of another episode of the Broken Token Podcast. I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with, but I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. 
We'd love to hear from you, and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Broken Token, and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Broken Token. Britt and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes, and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes Store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes Store and on our Stitcher Radio page, as the reviews help out the show. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening. The Broken Token Podcast would like to thank the only person on staff who has actual vocal talent, Miss Christy Litzy. And that's me. <laughs> Music for the Broken Token Podcast, graciously provided by Hacy Dixie. Head over to their website at www.hayseed-dixie.com for videos, tour dates, merchandise, and to purchase music. It carries like it trips and falls down a flight of stairs. Not not like a not like a you know a silver feathered mongoose you know sailing a through the air. Silver feathered mongoose. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Next year, I'm going to get X, Y, and Z accomplished, and then good and luck. Then... You're enthralled with that, aren't you? I, yeah, I am. <laughs> Whitney, long times lost. <laughs> Say that again, please. <laughs> yeah.